All right, gentlemen, we are rolling on this end. Hopefully everybody is there on their end. Roll on one. Uh, let me double check, 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 check one on me, check on Rodrigo. Check one, two, three. And check on our little friend. I gotta tell you. Mm-hmm. So even though I don't know what's going on, right? It's got this guy on the cover, and he's being <laughs> in trouble. <laughs> 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 All right, I think we are. <laughs> I think we're ready to go for a fun time on the show tonight. All right, everybody in the chat room, Super how are you doing? Podcast. Everybody cool. over on Twitter, thanks for joining in on the stream. 300th episode coming down in three, two. Whenever you're ready, Matthew. Oh, am I starting? Yeah, see, we got this thing called a All right. shout out. I've heard of those, and they go like this. This week's Major Spoilers podcast goes out to Ian Richards, Sarah Starr, Damian Burkett, Eric Trevarthen, and Jorge Taranje, also known as the founding members of the original Avengers. I think uh, Jorge gets to be Thor. In any case, this one goes out to all five, and everyone listening, and to everyone, but especially to those five, because a little more than, you know, this one goes out to you. The Major Spoilers podcast covers news, reviews, and of course spoilers, and we will go into detail about the topics we discuss. So if you haven't read, listened to, or watched the items we talk about, you might want to come back later. Major Spoilers theme song! The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. Pod- on, on the air. The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. On the air. Pod, pod, podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Stephen. If you're listening to the Major Spoilers podcast, 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 The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. Go for it, Matthew. I'm Matthew. <laughs> I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Steven, and you are listening to the Major Spoilers Podcast, the podcast for pop culture and comic fans. In this historic and, I might add, live issue, why do they say an historic occasion? It just kind of sounds awkward to me because a historic doesn't seem so difficult you know it seemed you and what's the deal with airline food it's the sum of 10 consecutive primes it's a perfect score in bowling but not so good for your credit it's a mediocre movie based on an over-the-top and pretty much historically inaccurate comic it's a chrysler sedan it's a nissan coupe it's the issue where superman landed in the ocean and the avengers suddenly consisted of half the fantastic four it's when venom bit that parker kid when johnny horked ben's girl when the sandman showed up to show diana the error of her ways what happened to Batman? I don't know. I don't actually own that issue. But in any case, we got movie news, some comic reviews, lots and lots and lots of views. Steven's over there singing the blues. Rodrigo's Phyrexian deck ain't ready to lose. And I'm not wearing any shoes. The Major Spoilers Podcast revved up like a deuce and on the air. Welcome, 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 everybody, to issue 300. So glad that you could join us. Yay! Yay! And there we are. Anniversary! There we are on the show, right there for those of you who are on the web stream. You can check out our pictures, or actually our avatars for this uh, episode. 
There's me on the right. I'm the third doctor. <laughs> Rodrigo is there in the middle as the brand new doctor because he's the newest person to join <laughs> on to Doctor Who. And as always on the internet, I'm pretending to be the hot redhead. Well, you always talk about Amy Pond, so I figured today you could be Amy Pond. Oh my God, I so she's so adorable. Have you seen the the uh, space and time mini episodes from the Children in Need thing? No, I haven't seen those yet. They're really good. You need to go look them up. I think they were like last Christmas. But the underlying joke is that there's, you know, kind of it's kind of like Time Crash where the fifth doctor shows up and there's something that has to be bitten yeah. to be uh, beaten rather. Uh, but at one point, there's two Amy's in the room and they start flirting with each other. Oh, really? And it is just so. Ado- yeah, it's really funny. It's adorable. She's like, do I really look like that? And the other Amy's like, yeah, you do. <laughs> want to give a, a quick shout out to everybody who's uh, joining us on Ustream tonight. This is our 300th episode. And as we told you a couple of weeks ago or last week, depending on when you listened. Hello, future people. Hello, future people. We said we would do this live and we are doing that right now. So we will. Uh, we got a couple of things going on today. We're going to try to keep this as a regular show, but it'll be a much longer show. A little bit later on, we will uh, welcome in a special guest and then we will uh, take your phone calls later in the show where you can talk just about anything. We'll give you a little bit more uh, on, on that as we get to it. But first, let's get to some news. Okay, we had a lot of stories that came out this week. Uh, the Tintin trailer was just released today. Liberty Meadows is alive and well, and Frank Cho says that she's coming back. Ubisoft announces three games based uh, three games that are going to be turned into movies. Bionic Man and Kevin Smith team up at Dynamite Entertainment. NBC kicks Wonder Woman to the curb, and Lock and Key gets passed over. Let's spin that wheel. Oh, Destiny. See where it lands. Ooh, look at that. Right in between Wonder Woman and Lock and Key. So why don't we talk about both of these? Pretty sad week for uh, comic book fans who were hoping to see some uh, action up on the small screen. NBC announced in its fall lineup that it will be passing Wonder Woman over uh, so that they can have another season of Chuck. So no Wonder Woman there. Also, okay. Lock and Key. Uh, FX uh, Fox Network decided to pass on the uh, fantastic Joe Hill, Gabriel Rodriguez uh, Lock and Key series. Uh, not going to be showing on FX this fall. Matthew, what do you think of uh, Wonder Woman getting the boot? Um, honestly, I kind of don't care. I think that the biggest problem that I have with it is there was so much naysaying about it. I felt like, you know, once the show actually had gotten picked up, presuming that it had, it wouldn't have been any fun because it would have been hundreds of thousands of people shouting about what they got wrong. Right. Uh, At least, you know, from my perspective, sitting here right now with the sour grapes, you know, the, the costume discussion is probably one of the most animated and long and contentious discussions we've had, uh, I think, since Rodrigo decided to shave his back. But, <laughs> it I mean, it really, looking at what they were planning and looking at the scripts, I don't think I would have been happy with the show either. Yeah, but no, I feel like, there, you know. There have been several people that have seen the pilot uh, script and have said it was not very good. NBC has come out and said that, hey, guess what? We, um... We listened to people. Now, I don't know if that means listen to a test group or if they actually went online and listened to the Internet outcry. Um, but uh, they did say that uh, they had input and that made a big uh, a, a big decision or a big um, help in making their decision in which way it was going to go. 
Yeah. Rodrigo, what do you think? No, it didn't. It made a big justification for the decision they made. Well, and, and that may be good, well, too. I mean, we, we already saw the outcry whenever they had the Wonder Woman costume with the shiny, shiny pants, and everybody went nuts on that. And then they turned around and a few weeks later said, oh, here's the other costume. And plus, we've got two more costumes that we're going to show off, including the bathing suit version. So uh, I think that they were trying to listen to fans, but ultimately it screwed them over. Rodrigo? Um, I think... Uh the what what bothered me about the uh, the pitch for Wonder Woman is that she was going to be a a high power business woman and also a costume vigilante, which is kind of not in general what I see Wonder Woman as. That was my issue. The costume I didn't mind. The actress I didn't mind. All the other stuff I didn't mind. I hope that this the the fact that the show is getting canned. Um, helps to basically go back and figure out what it is about Wonder Woman that is interesting as, you know, Wonder Woman thematically as a character and have them put that on TV as opposed to a generic superhero TV show with a brand name on it. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But do you think, do you think, uh, generic if- superhero TV show, generic superhero movie is kind of the way the last 20 odd years have gone. I mean, The Flash in 1991 was a Batman TV show. Yeah. Featuring, featuring The Flash. You know, I, I don't honestly think that a lot of producers, main, I say mainstream, like comics really aren't, but, you know, mainstream media people don't really understand that there is a difference between Batman, the Dark Avenger of the Night, and Superman, you know, the big dun da da and Wonder Woman. I think they all just kind of lump it together and, you know, call it comic stories. And I feel like, you know, to actually try and come in and say, okay, here's 54,000 people who read this book. Let's make them happy. Or why don't we see if we can appeal to 19 million people over here? Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, I, I wonder, though, you know, we've just had a season of of um, The Cape and Ordinary, No Ordinary Family, Blech. which neither one did very well. And they In were fact, both canceled. One one was canceled halfway through. No Ordinary Family made it, I think, to the end of their season. But uh, it's not coming back. Do you think that that had any impact in NBC's decision? I'm sure, sure it did. Yeah, those those are considered comic movies or comic series. And I think that that and heroes going down the way heroes went down has convinced people that, you know, much as as someone keeps telling us, maybe the comic book property is dead in Hollywood. And well, we also had it's all in how you do it. We also had Smallville end its 10 year run just this this season as well. So there's not going to be it doesn't look to be a whole lot of comic book based uh, television shows in the near future, whereas you know, the movie theaters are packed with it. I- I'm really sad that Lock and Key mm-hmm. was passed over. Now, this was something that came out of nowhere. This was a, a last-minute decision. Uh, there was a lot of discussion last, uh, I think it was last Friday, uh, whether they were going to accept it or not accept it or accept it or not accept it. And finally, Fox made the decision that, uh, nope, sorry, we're not going to uh, we're not going to pick up the Lock and Key season or series, even though the pilot was really strong, everybody who worked on it said that it was wonderful. The people who saw it early thought it was excellent. Fox said, uh, no go. Bye. We're going to put on something else like uh, another. Oh, how about this? How about the Flintstones being reimagined by Seth MacFarlane? Yeah. Eh, don't be so cynical. I don't well, think I'm it had anything cynical. to do with that. I think... 
I think what it really has come down to is, well, and honestly, this is, this has been something that has been increasing, but I think what it comes down to is, again, people know how to sell what they know how to sell and lock and key would be a hard sell because it's not really, you know, it's not a vampire Pirate Diaries, True Blood kind of sexy, sexy show. And it's not a, you know, empowered kids running around Scooby-Doo, you know, Buffy kind of show. And I mean, there's a lot of complexities in that book. And I feel like had they picked it up, honestly, halfway through the season, I would have been, you know, trying to figure out what it is that's making me mad and why they took so much of the, you know, the complexity and the brilliance that Joe Hill was putting in the pages and threw it aside for, you know, standard issue teenage girl in uh, peril was, plots or whatever it is this you know, was this down. was very this was supposed to be very solid and true now that doesn't mean that uh mm-hmm. that uh lock and key is totally out of the picture fox has passed on it they said they weren't doing it the property is still being owned by warner brothers uh, and steven spielberg and i hear that they may be shopping it around to a warner brothers owned network perhaps cw It'd be a perfect fit. Smallville is out of the picture. Time to slide something else in. Uh, I, I certainly hope that Lock uh, and Key does come Smallville back. And, I don't think the Smallville and Lock and Key are necessarily going to appeal to the same people. Well, well it, there's doesn't, a, there's a it doesn't hole. matter. They only have to initially appeal to the same people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, the chat room is uh, aghast that uh, Seth MacFarlane and the Flintstones might be a reality. Folks, it is a reality. Uh, Seth MacFarlane did require the rights from who was it warner brothers this past week to bring the show to uh, fox television yeah they got it from hannah barbera and they are bringing it to uh, fox <laughs> television so be on the lookout for that yay okay let Should me see let me see if i can do this and we will see if it works or not and i'm gonna bet that it doesn't <laughs> There it goes. Hi, this is David. Hey, David, it's Steven Schleicher from Major Spoilers. Matthew and Rodrigo are here. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Excellent. <laughs> Good. For those of you who don't know, Excellent. David Gallagher is the uh, is one of the creative minds behind Box Thirteen that you can find exclusively on uh, Comicsology, and it's a free uh, comic series that we've reviewed. The first volume and the volume two is uh, is it wrapped up, David? Yes. Yes, it wrapped up last month. Okay. And uh, so, what is next for hey. Box Thirteen? Uh, well, uh, oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> currently, uh, we are uh, putting me on the spell a little bit. Uh, we're currently um, working on uh, developing the second trade. Uh, so we're, you know, making sure that uh, it's equally as fun and as explosive as the first one. And, uh, you know, I think that that will be a lot of fun. And, um We'll also be packaging it as a full trade that people can buy uh, exclusively on uh, exclusively on Comicsology as a like a full packaged volume like digital trade, I guess. Excellent. Um, and then, um, yeah, thank you. Uh, and what's nice about uh, what's nice about the second volume is that it really uh, goes in more into uh, you know sort of the action adventure exploring characters personalities and 
really slows down the storytelling um, a little bit so people can get to know the characters more, but also um, there are a lot more explosions and conspiracies and all sorts <laughs> of crazy stuff. Well, that was one of the things that we really liked about the, the first series was the whole conspiracy theory, the whole Manchurian candidate thing. How did you, how did you come up with, mm-hmm. with this idea of a Box 13? Where did it come from? Uh, well, it's, it's sort of, uh, you, you guys won't believe me if I told you. Um, I moved to New York uh, about seven years ago. And my first week here, I'd gone on a date with a girl. And uh, <laughs> at the end of the date, after we kissed, I I woke up in the hospital. Really? And uh, I had, yeah, this is a true story. True story, swear to God. Um, so I woke up in the hospital. And I was like, well, you know, I woke up in the hospital and it was like two weeks later. I had a series of seizures and it hit my head on the side of the, the uh, Lyric Diner in Gramercy Park. Wow. Uh, and so I was, yeah, it was, it was, I apparently had had epilepsy my whole life and didn't know anything about it. So I'd woken up, uh, and had a, a series of seizures and was first placed in a cardiac ward because they thought it was, uh, tachycardic syncope. And then I was later put in the epilepsy ward at NYU. So I woke up, uh, wired to a wall. So my head was all bandaged up. Uh, and I was mic'd and I was, uh, videotaped, uh, and then strapped to, uh, basically this big cot thing and monitored. It was very, very, when you've been out for a long time and, and sort of without any sort of real cognitive functioning, you wake up and you finally regain clarity. You're like, huh, this is weird. Um, yeah, to put it mildly. But the, one of the one of the first things uh, I had noticed was that I was wearing this um, this gown. Uh, you know, when you go to the hospital, you're wearing gowns, and right. it just so happened to have um, the name of the name of the gown because it was like sprinkled all over the the thing. Is was TPS, and that was a uh, company that my dad used. To, my dad used to have a company with the same exact name. They obviously did different things, but I was like, oh, weird. Uh, this is like a prank from my dad, right? You're, you're like crazy. You're on medication. You're like, my yeah. dad's put me in some sort of weird gown from some sort of company. And uh, anyway, it turned out, like I said, that I had had epilepsy. And um, <clears throat> when I had finally come to, and people were like calling crazy because like my roommate didn't know where I was, my parents didn't know where I was, uh, where I, yeah. So it was it was nuts. But um, you know, we finally got a lot of that put together. But I was in the hospital for another two weeks after that. Um, <clears throat> so it's finally released, I guess, October 26th, or August 26th of 2004. And uh, had this crazy idea. Like when you're in the, a month not at the epilepsy ward, you're like, huh, this has got to be something. This has like, got to be some sort of prank. And you're like literally in bed all day, like waiting for tests to happen and stuff like right. that. And then the idea for... <clears throat> The, the, the idea for like, oh, well, what if I was a secret experiment? Blah, blah, blah. Cause, you know, this is kind of crazy. And what are they doing? Blah, blah, blah. So that sort of, <clears throat> that, those elements came to fruition. And, uh, the box routine itself was inspired by, um, a, an old radio program that I used to love. So I sort of took, um, reimagined that as, and then took like just something that was personal to me and then used it as jumping point to, to tell a really good story, but I wanted that personal 
not that it's a Mary Sue story or, you know, a story that's all about me, but I wanted to, to start from a place of emotional truth and then take it, you know, in totally crazy directions. Well, I guess the more important question is, did you get a second date? <laughs> yes, I did. yes, I did get a second date. <laughs> Subsequent dates after that, but no, but it was it was. It, but you know, there are there are. Well, the, the book's not like ripped from the headlines of my life. It's definitely those those sort of like those moments where it's like write what you know. Well, when you know you, you're kind of just like, huh? What do I know when I'm sitting in a hospital for a month? So I wrote yeah. the story, the original draft for the story. Uh, a couple months after I had gotten out. Um, and then it went through a series of revisions and revisions and revisions. And, uh, yeah, so it, that's sort of the, the, the origin of it, more or less. But yeah, it was, uh, obviously, you know, it's a lot of fun to work with. I mean, I don't run through the streets of Monaco or, uh, <laughs> Morocco or, you know, jump places that end in Oko. Yeah, exactly. I, but, um, but that's what's different in the second volume is like in the second volume, uh, well, and I also don't open boxes that have crazy symbols and stuff like that in them. Uh, that triggered mandatory candidate like events. But, um, no, but it was, uh, it, it's nice to do a story that has those bombastic, uh, elements that I was, you know, that I always loved in like Steranko's work and always loved in Alex Toth's work and, and working with Steve Ellis, who does beautiful work on Box 13, it was really nice to do that, and really nice to do that for a mobile device where it's like people are always on the go, especially here in New York. Right. So, you know, telling a story in sort of a a smart, a smaller segment as opposed to like a longer, uh, longer pace, more drawn out thing, uh, just seemed ideal. Like, you know, because I've tried reading like 60 page comics on my iPhone, and it takes. <laughs> a bit of time. So doing uh, a smaller story, smaller chunks, um, we felt was really the, the right opportunity for Box 13. Well, what was the decision to give this away for free via the Comixology app? Uh, well, I think that a, a lot of that comes from, at, at the time, the Comixology app was a, a paid app. Right. And uh, so you just had to pay for it, and most of the content was free. Uh, and then they didn't have in Apple didn't have in app purchases yet and any of other stuff. So, but we thought, uh, it would be really nice to sort of create the, use that web comic model that we were using with High Moon, offering the content for free and really building, uh, really building a, a strong readership. And one of the reasons we serialized it is we wanted people to come back to the app every week to figure out what was going to happen. So, I mean, you know, because we did the series every other week, you know, over 26 weeks, you would get to see what has happened, you know, and, you know, so we're providing essentially 16 pages a month for free, which is a little less than a regular comic, but at least, you know, that serialized nature kept you going like, well, I've read boxes, you know, Five through or one through five. What's going to happen in box six? I really right. don't know. Right. You know. So we really wanted to create that 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 sense that you used to get with uh, old radio dramas or old the old Republic serials. Is that the sense of serialization and the, the sense of like if I read all of these, I'm really going to get a full story. Now you had and, also yeah, and offering it for free. Well, go ahead. 
No, no, go go ahead and finish up what you were saying. Oh, yeah. So it, it really, we want, really wanted to sort of create momentum. And that's, I think, ideally, I mean, we had uh, over a quarter of a million readers wow. uh, for Box 13. So, wow. So, you know, I can't really complain with that. Yeah. That, that is a lot. That's a good readership. I mean, for something free. Now, obviously, people want something for free. But, I mean, you could, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a lot better than what some of the uh, top comics are selling in the direct market. Yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, for us, that those numbers are, like, sobering, because it's like, well, you, so you give the content away, and you give people a reason to, to it really motivate people to re- read it, and really motivate people to be, like, excited about it, you know, every week, if they're opening it up, it almost becomes sort of a, addictive, you know, the way that, you know, eating junk food is, I guess, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or eating, like, Lay's potato chips or M&M's. So, um, yeah, so that, that ultimately became the reason is we really wanted to cultivate a readership. Um, the Comicsology was an excellent partner in, uh, sort of sponsoring and, and really sort of helping us move the project forward. And, you know, and, and, and like I said, really sort of, uh, creating the content and, and, you know, advertising it and stuff like that. And Red Five was a great print partner to bring it right. to when we were finished. Now you had mentioned uh, High Noon. That was the project that you did with, uh, or, um, not High High Noon. Um, what was that? The, um, the, 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 the yeah, the High, High Moon. High Moon. High Moon, not High Noon. That you did with Zuda yeah. Comics. Uh, that was the yeah. online uh, contest that was going on that that DC put together. That shut down. Is there anything else that's going on with High Moon? I I can't officially say. Uh, ah. maybe off the record at some exciting. Point. Uh, <laughs> well, it's the same thing with Box 13 is after, I mean, we have, um, there, there has certainly been a lot of, uh, a lot of eyes on our work. Obviously, when you, when you generate this sort of readership and, and awards we got with High Moon, uh, Harvey Awards and Harvey nominations and CPG nominations and, uh, I mean, over three years, we had over a million readers for High Moon. Um, wow. this, this is, of course, across the world. It's not just, generalized in the United States. But yeah, right. so it's, uh, you know, but it's also the, partnered with the brand of DC, but uh, like a lot of our readers were like Italian, we had a lot of readers from Brazil and Portugal, you know, so that's really exciting, but it's also like, you know, that's really exciting, but that's also over the course of three years. So it's like an audience that we really cultivated on, and DC really cultivated on the site. So, but you can't, I, I think, generate those sort of numbers and not have people, um, not have people at least uh, looking at you and, and getting their attention. So there has been, uh, there there has been, there have been eyes, executive level eyes, I guess. Mm, there, mm-hmm. there have been, uh, you know, people in positions of power who have certainly taken notice and certainly sent us queries about development rights for different things, but I can't. Oh, cool. <clears throat> I can't officially say anything <laughs> until things yeah, are yeah. signed and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, so, I mean, it's definitely, so it's what, exciting stuff. What's, what's, uh, what is the trend? What do you see happening with digital comics? I mean, that's something I'm very passionate about. Rodrigo seems to be somewhat interested. Matthew is kind of so-so. What what's the what's the future of digital comics? Strong? <laughs> is it a fad? Is it going to go away? What's what's the deal? Well, here I think I I, I certainly have my opinions. Um, 
and and I can only speak from my experience, but um, I think that digital comics are are pretty here to stay, pretty much here to stay, uh, unless somehow there's like some gigantic electromagnetic pulse that takes out all the power in all the world. Right, uh, but don't give up, don't give away the next season of Fox Thirteen. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, so <laughs> no, so um, but I think digital comics um. And the way we read uh, is changing. You know, for a long time, people were just, you know, read print. But we spend a lot more time on our computers. We spend a lot more time on our devices, whether it's our Xbox or PSP, our iPhone or Windows 7 phone, whatever. Um, so we spend a lot more time on these devices. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, we want content that we can take with us wherever we go. So I, I, I hope... Uh, I, I don't think we're there yet, but I hope to see more original content uh, developed specifically for um, mobile content creators. I mean, for mobile content devices, and you know, that's that's one of the things I loved about Boxer Team is there was content created exclusively for the mobile mm-hmm. and casual comic reader, mm-hmm. as opposed to taking a pre-existing comic. It was like an original property that was an original digital property that went to print, as opposed to retrofitting a comic that was never designed to be digital into digital. I mean, I don't know if you've read some comics where you're like, how am I supposed to read this digitally? You know, we really tried to take great steps with Box 13 to make it easy for people to read on their phone, whether it's iPhone or computer or whatever. But um, I I hope to see more content like that, uh, more content available on a broader range of devices. Um, Two of uh, two of the comics I uh, I tend to really like are uh, Alex DeCanty's Valentine, which I think is very specifically, mm-hmm. again, specifically designed for um, digital exploration, and then uh, Michael Jasper and Nikki Smith's In Maps and Legends, which is uh, <clears throat> a ra- which is a, a digital comic, but it's available on like twelve different devices, wow. uh, whether it's the Kindle or the Nook or the iPad, or the Android, um, and on iVerse and comicology and graphically. So, you know, they opened it up. You know, it's also available as like a downloadable PDF. So they really try to open it up uh, to make people, you know, to expose it to everybody, you know. And I think you're going to see more people really sort of um, taking the plunge. You know, double features comics. Uh, which is a, a newer app, um, has content from like Tim Seeley and Mike Norton and, and, uh, B. Clay, B. Clay Moore. And, you know, it's interesting mm-hmm. to see more people being like, okay, well, what's a good price point? What's a good price per value? Is it 99 cents? Is it free? Is it $1.99? Is it whatever? You know, and, and what's the price per value? And, and, you know, I've heard people say like, I pay, you know, a dollar or two dollars for box 13 content or, you know, I, and and that's great, but you know, there's I think now is a good time of exploration of like, you know, like I can get a movie for a dollar ninety nine, or rent a movie for a dollar ninety nine, or right. buy a song for ninety nine cents. Like, what's a good price per value? So, I mean, I think that that I think that there's going to be a lot of experiment. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of experimenting between now and you know the next couple of years. But I really welcome that. I welcome 
you know, whether or not we get social sharing or having um, stories that read themselves to you, like right. some of the stories on the Nook. Um, you know, so I'm interested in that. Um, I'm interested in being able to maybe, you know, if you share, if you, I, I like, if I have a comic that I really like, sending it to you to lend as part of a digital mm-hmm. lending program or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so those those are the things I'd like to see more of. I'd love to see more publishers developing exclusively original content um, for the mobile and casual comics reader where you don't need to necessarily know anything about continuity or superheroes, really, in order to jo- enjoy just really good, solid content. Excellent. Well, where can we see more so, of your stuff? Where can Where can readers go and find more of your stuff, David? Well, you can read High Moon at uh, highmooncomic.com, where you can buy the trade paperback on Amazon or through your local bookstores. Uh, we also have uh, Box 13, which is available at box13comic.com, uh, where you can read uh, both um, Box 13 and Box 13, The Pandora Process, uh, online. And uh, the trade paperback is available from Red 5. And then in a couple weeks, um, June 15th, Steve Ellis, who illustrated High Moon and uh, Box 13 and I um, have a new book coming out from Image Comics called Deadlands, oh, The cool. Devil's Six Gun. It's it's uh, edited by Ron Mars, uh, who did Green Lantern and uh, a bunch of other work for CrossGen. And uh, yeah, and it's the story of a it's sort of a weird western uh, in the tale of uh, Faust meets Iron Man. Oh, can't wait! So to check I, that I urge people to check it out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, David, we're going to have to get you back on the show when you have some uh, some big announcements coming up. Uh, I can't wait to hear what those are. Oh yeah, and, uh, and that should be. Oh yeah, and that should be. Uh, that should be relatively soon. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. I know this is a really quick uh, chat, but uh, I know you've been following us online for for quite some time, and I uh, thought it'd be good to get you on for our three hundredth episode. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Have a great show. Okay, thanks, David. And congratulations. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Thank you so much to uh, David. Really, Box Thirteen. We, I think, we all really enjoyed that uh, when it came out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the um, I'm a big fan of Alan Ladd. (laughs) Oh, Matthew. Okay, let us uh, let us do this. And uh, I get. Ugly coat. Let's do this. And uh, when we come back, we will get to some reviews. Hi, I'm Rachel Bieber. You've been listening to Major Spoilers Podcast. It's great, isn't it? If you're like me, you listen to it every week, sometimes multiple times, because there's so much high-quality content that I just can't catch it all in one sitting. We all love listening to Matthew, Rodrigo, and yes, even Stephen, as they discuss the hard-hitting, pop-culture issues of the day. Don't you think it's time you made your pledge of support? Look at it this way. You could spend 10 to $15 for three comics, and they could all turn out to be crap, with Superman going for a walk, Wonder Woman getting a random new costume, or anybody being drawn by Rob Liefeld. Or you could send three of those dollars to major spoilers and learn which two excellent books you can buy that you will actually enjoy and cherish for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. I call that better value for your money. 
Isn't that what we're all looking for in today's economy? But the podcast doesn't appear by magic, pulled fully formed out of Stephen's skull like the birth of Pallas Athena, Google it. Major Spoilers isn't a big commercial enterprise like Howard Stern or Glorious Godfrey. They rely on your support to put the show together week after week, year after year, and bring you the level of critical analysis and discussion that you've come to rely on. Ask yourself this question. If you ran into Matthew at Starbucks, would you buy him a coffee? Of course you would. You're not a monster. And we're not even asking you to do that every day. That would make him jittery. Just one coffee per month. Even the Thunderbolts are allowed more than one cup of coffee per month, and they're convicted criminals. And they've made it so easy, even Anthro can do it. Just go to Majorspoilers.com. On the right side of the page are four buttons. Just click one, and it will take you right to PayPal. You can make a one-time donation or sign up for automatic monthly donations of $2, $5, or $10. Remember... That's not the price per podcast, although they'd be totally worth it. That's per month. You're probably asking yourself, what about those months with 31 days? Well, if you donate now, major spoilers will throw in the 31st day for free. But act quickly, quantity may be limited. Can you imagine what it would be like if one day you went to iTunes and major spoilers just wasn't there? And it wouldn't be because you sold your love of major spoilers to Mephisto. It would be because you and listeners like you didn't give. You disgust me. But we can fight against that potential timeline and ensure that the major spoilers podcast doesn't go the way of Agents of Atlas, MI-13, Jason Todd, and countless others. Major spoilerites, critical Hittites, my brothers and sisters... I see in your eyes the same fear that would take the heart of me. A day may come when the loquaciousness of Matthew fails, when we forsake our pull lists and break all bonds of continuity. But not this day. An hour of bandwidth caps and shattered servers when the age of geeks comes crashing down. But it is not today. This day, we donate. By all that you hold dear on this earth prime. I bid you stand, men of the West, because... We know you love comics. We do, too. Thank you, thank you, thank you to uh, to David for putting that together Justin for us. Justin Bieber. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> Good Lord. I don't think we can follow that up. <laughs> Thanks. Well, Good night, everybody. Yep. Basically, David wrote us and said, you know what? Uh, I'm not impressed with your segments asking for donations. So therefore, I've taken it upon myself to record a promo for you. And he got his professional voice actress friend, Rachel Bieber, to uh, to uh, read that for us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, David. Let's see if uh, we can bring in those recurring donations, see if we can't get uh, another thousand by the end of the week. That would be awesome. I'm sorry, Stephen. I can't hear you over my coat. <laughs> Those of you who are uh, listening later and are wondering what the hell we're talking about, uh, I've just switched out Matthew's avatar there on the uh, Ustream with the, uh, what is this, the sixth doctor, Matthew's favorite doctor of all time. The sixth doctor, yes. My second favorite doctor, but my, my current my current favorite in terms of watching his stories are actually listening to his stories mostly. Okay, let me see if I can uh, do this. 
Uh, that's a little beep that I don't know if you guys have heard it, but let's see if we can click this and do beep. this and do this. I'm going to bet we're going to get a, this user is no longer here. Not connecting, not connecting. This not user connecting. is no longer here. Please try again. Yeah. Yep, not there. That's okay. We will get to this person another time. Instead of uh, doing another chat with somebody, why don't we get to some reviews? Reviews. I got to tell you, I got to really apologize. I have not been up on getting reviews up on the site this week because last week is uh, my annual hell week. Uh, but I did have a chance to go out and uh, read The Lone Ranger. Number 25, the last issue in the series. Dun, 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 How about if I switch that back to that and hit that? Um, Lone Ranger has been going for, my goodness, it's been longer than than four years, uh, three or four years, it seems like, longer than 25 issues. The problem with Lone Ranger is it hasn't come out on a regular schedule. It's come out every other month, every three months, every six months, it seems like. Uh, I can't remember when issue 24 came out. It was a long time ago where... Um, the Lone Ranger was coming face to face with John Cavendish and they were about to duke it out. This issue concludes that awesome fight and it is an awesome fight. I mean, if this is this book is begging to be turned into the next Lone Ranger movie. Uh that's that's all there is to it. I mean, the end scene of this battle between the two hero and villain is just so awesome. So uh, it's kind of tropey because uh uh just when you expect all is is at, at its at worst, uh, suddenly something comes in and intervenes. Uh, for example, the first time it's Silver comes galloping into the uh, into the church and uh, saves the Lone Ranger, and then uh, a little bit later Tonto comes out of nowhere and, and saves the Lone Ranger. It's it's a great battle. It's a great fight scene. It's mega movie sized action that Jerry Bruckheimer could easily bring to the screen. Um, it's it's a great action pack uh, uh, sequence. Now we were sent a digital copy, and the digital copy w was a little odd in the version that I sent. Some of the pa panels seem to be out of sequence. Um, the art is really good. I enjoyed that a heck of a lot. Uh, the the story obviously is great, and it's a great conclusion to the Lone Ranger series that uh, Dynamite Entertainment has been putting out. Uh, I'm kind of sad to see it go. But I think we knew ahead of time that the Lone Ranger wasn't going to die in this uh, because they have this other series going on right now called The Death of Zorro that features the Lone Ranger prominently. Um, the only thing that's bad about this is the release schedule. The release schedule of the Lone Ranger has been so off that trying to even remember what happened in issue 24, whenever that was, I want to say it came out in December, maybe January, uh, is so off uh, that I have to knock it down for points on that. Plus there was a little bit of awkwardness in some of the storytelling panels. Uh, Rodrigo, Matthew, I'm giving the Lone Ranger number 25, three and a half out of five slices of meatloaf. Cool. Solid. 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 <laughs> I give him a five. Solid silver. <laughs> See what I did there? All right. Rodrigo, why don't you uh, enlighten us with uh, all nighter number one. All-Nighter number one is the story of Kit Bradley, who is a girl who is super cool, 
and is going to art school and is a petty thief. She, you know, she has in the past gotten involved with schemes to steal stuff from other people and make, you know, whatever little bit of money you get from just jacking random valuables. Um, and is trying to get out of it. Um, but she has an on again, off again boyfriend who keeps, uh, you know, getting her involved in it. Um, meanwhile, she's, uh, trying to get another roommate to move in with her. Um, because, you know, because rent is a problem and, you know, she's having, having trouble like making rent and, and doing all this other stuff. Um, we get to see a little bit of her interaction with her dad, who's a nice guy, but doesn't, isn't really aware of the stuff that she's doing. You know, there's some, some interesting character moments going on. And, oh yeah, also she had her mother killed at some point. What? Hmm. Well, who hasn't? Really? I mean, some days you just get up and you assassinate a parent. It happens. It's, it's really crazy. And they, the book actually opens that way. It says, my name is Kid Bradley. Nine years ago, I killed my mother. Tonight I have to do something that qualifies as the second hardest thing I'll ever have to go through. Um, but this issue itself, this issue itself references a couple, it a couple times, but you don't get to see what happens. And mm. although it seems unrelated to the story going on now, I, I'm sure it's going to come up that it is in fact, uh, connected and, and, you have a moment of of recognition. She sees this guy that she recognizes from before that is not involved with her other roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of a dun-dun-dun, except it's kind of like a dun-dun, dot-dot-dot, I guess, because you, you as a reader don't know what's actually going on, you know. Like, <laughs> she's spooked by it, but I we don't know why. Um, as far as the art, is the art is very cool. Um it's in black and is white. It the, is it the same as the cover art? It is. Yeah, it's it's by the same artist. Okay. Um, and I think maybe it is written and drawn by David Hahn. Okay. Um, I think is what it is. Uh, Hahn has a, well, I think is what it is. Um, has a very cool style. the The lines are very sharp. The characters are very distinctive. Her boyfriend kind of looks like Eminem a little bit. Um. And it's a little reminiscent of uh, Tank Girl, yeah. Um, for example, um, in a good way, definitely. Um, it has those very like those very sharp uh, expressions on the characters. You always know what a character's thinking. You always know what a character's feeling. Um, there is a there are a lot of interesting angles. You know, there's a there's a shot where it's her and her roommate, and her roommate's painting her nails. So you see her. Talking to a roommate, she's in the background. Her roommate's nails are in the foreground. You know, that's it's it's pretty interesting. Um, all around, I would give this four slices of meatloaf. It's really, it's real interesting. It's really, it's really pretty to look at. Like the the art is very, very interesting, and I'm I'm very intrigued by it. You know, surprisingly enough, sometimes you really want a comic to give you something. You know, yeah. and if they don't, if they don't address the main, what is clearly the main issue at all, it's kind of off-putting. But in this case, there's enough other, like, this girl's life seems fully realized and also interesting enough that, uh, I'm, 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 I'm good for the ride, at least for one more issue. Excellent. So that is from Image Comics, right? I didn't want to give that the wrong quote. I'm pretty sure you Correct. said that was Image. Image. Okay. All Nighter. And that is new this week or was that new last week? 
Uh, but, but let me see. I do not have that information in front of me. Dun, dun, dun. Let's Way to go, Steven. New, Let's call it newish. Let's call it newish. Uh, there's new-ish. also now. This is now. Here's something interesting. A lot of people, including I believe myself, it's uh, June twenty second is when that okay. hits the stores. All right, so that'll be awesome. Um, so well, that's a way far in advance uh, review. We've got another way far in advance review from Matthew, and I've given uh, Blue Water Productions a lot of crap. A lot of people have given Blue uh, Water Productions a lot of crap because of their biography series. But the creator of Comics, George Carlin, sent me an email today and said, hey, this is not like those other um, uh, biographies. This is something that's mine. It's I own the whole comics line, so any other books that come out of Blue Water with the comics uh, tag on it are, uh, are created by him. He said uh, the first outing is going to be the biography of George Carlin, and he sent along a copy. And who better to review this book than Matthew... Because he just loves, loves, loves George Carlin. And if you've listened to this show enough, you've probably heard all of George Carlin's acts at one point or another. That is not true. <laughs> because you're always on me about the adult tag. And so yes, you've heard yes, about yes. 20% of George Carlin's material. <laughs> uh, you've heard Tell a lot of George book. Carlin's delivery. Yes, yes. When I was nine years old, I was given a copy of A Place for My Stuff on cassette after having yeah. heard something on 8-track that yeah, I yeah. believe to be on the road. I had that one, So too. I know me some George Carlin. Love George. I love George's books. I love his writings. And um, for my birthday last year, I specifically requested a copy of George's autobiography, Last Words, that came out about a year after his death in 2009. Mm-hmm. So... When this came in and you said, hey, look at this, I said, well, you know, I haven't read a lot of Blue Water comics, and I know that, you know, we do tend to be a little cynical and a little snarky every once in a while at, you know, Lady Gaga issue through this time, you know, the origin of her meat dress. Right. Or whatever it is, you know, everybody has a shtick, everybody has a thing, and it's no worse to do something like this than, you know, rock and roll comics when I was a kid did the same thing. Right. This book opens, and it's 25 pages. This book opens in 1936 with the meeting of George Carlin's parents, Patrick and Mary. Now, they're actually meeting again after a failed relationship. And the thing that really, really is interesting is there's a lot of backstory. There's a lot of stuff here that if you haven't read his autobiography, you may not know about George. And it gives Mm -hmm. you a lot of backstory. But by page seven, we're in the 1950s. Mm -hmm. Okay. By page 10, we're already into the 60s. It's very difficult to boil down a 71-year life into 25 pages. And it gets to the point where there's a lot of, you know, interesting tidbits here and there. There's a lot of things that it's kind of interesting to read. And as I go through it, I think two things. One, I wish this was a four-issue limited series. Oh, really? Okay. And two... Because that would allow you to actually tell George's story, to actually tell the story they're trying to tell. Because mm-hmm. it comes to the point where we get to, you know, his obscenity bust for the seven dirty words in the 1972. And that's given about half a page. And then all of a sudden it's 1977. And, you know, we're, we're going into the HBO carnival or special era. So 
it's really, really fragmented. The first seven issues of the book are his childhood and his youth. And by the time we get to the real high points of his career, we're getting to the point where there's one page, 1980s, and then the next page is marked 1990s. And it gets to be kind of a clip show. I think that I would, I, I appreciate the amount of stuff that's in this issue, but I would have liked to see it in a larger format if we're going to cover that kind of time. Secondly, and yes. this is, this is my wine. At some point during this issue, mm-hmm. I would have liked to see one panel, one page, one piece of art that actually looks like George. Yeah. And I know that sounds snarky and horrible and mean, but for me, the make or break, <laughs> the make or break of any book that's based on a real person is, can I see the real person? It's why I could never read the X-Files comic or the Xena comic. It's why, you know, I never actually cared to see the Battlestar Galactica comics. It's something where it's very difficult to capture a real person's face. And I there's nothing in this issue that to me says, hey, look at that cool picture of George. Yeah, the art is actually kind of nice. It's kind of uh, a pastel painted, fully painted style. There's, mm-hmm. you know, a lot going on in the art. It's not that the art is even unattractive. There's a couple of points where you see a Dodge Dart, and it's clearly a Dodge Dart. <laughs> you see, you know, s- you see some old school reporting recording equipment from the 70s and 80s, and it looks like old school recording equipment and lights and microphones. This is well drawn. Doesn't look like George. Well, that, by the way, okay, so there's a moment. You can hear that. So there are a couple of things maybe why it doesn't quite look like George. Maybe they don't have the rights to get get his likeness. Um, the other thing that I'm really curious about is, and this is my problem with the last Blue Water um, biocomic that I read, it, it seemed like I was reading a Wikipedia entry. Is that how this one came off? To some degree, yes. Early on, in the very first pages, there are some dialogue balloons. Um, and there's some interesting dialogue that I think actually comes out of George's autobiography where his father and his mother are talking. Uh, they're in an abortion clinic and she says, let's get out of here. I'm going to have this kid. And then it's page after page after page of, you know, capsules telling us what's going on. Right. If you've read last words, George's autobiography, there's nothing mm-hmm. here that isn't there. Ah, okay. There are things here that you can't find in George's Wikipedia entry. Uh, having read it recently during one of my rounds of, of you know, wiki linking, I can tell you that it's not as though this isn't well researched, but I think it's researched from George's autobiography, which makes perfect sense. I mean, he wrote it, but right. overall, for me, it's it's well done. It's definitely a loving tribute, but it's a tribute that's done in. It's just way too compacted. There's so much to try and put into this story to where, you know, we go from the point where the early 90s when he's doing the HBO specials twice a year and then all of a sudden, you know, the middle of the 90s, he's on Shining Time Station and by 1998, he's working with Kevin Smith. That's not one page worth of material to me. Yeah. That's that's considerably more than that. And it really came down to kind of, you know, and this happened and this happened and this happened. Now, the last page is pretty touching. The last page is actually pretty nice. It's it's basically George's empty stool and glass of water and a sad crowd standing and looking at an empty stage. That's very nicely done. Again, it's not like this isn't a heartfelt issue. It's not like it isn't well done. It's just 
there are some issues that I have with accessibility, first of all. I've read all this relatively recently. And yeah. just the way that it's presented in terms of the art and in terms of the pacing, I mm-hmm. think it would have been better served in a longer format. Okay. Overall, it's still still not a bad book. It's certainly not the train wreck that part of me hoped that it would not or possibly would have been. However, oh, man, that, that Howard Stern began. one was awful. Two and a half slices of meatloaf right down the middle. Okay. It's a good issue. The, I mean, I, I think the biggest, the thing that damns it most for me is I really wanted a little more. I was hoping for either more depth or no depth at all. Yeah. And I got something that was very clearly well-intentioned and well-motivated. It just didn't have the room that it needed. Okay. All right. Good enough. Listen, listeners, you can head over to Majorspoilers.com. You can find uh, a lot of reviews over there. In fact, we had three or four of them spill up on the site yesterday. Thanks to our uh, good friend, yeah. Larry King, who writes for us. Um, also, be sure to check out Matthew's... Well, he had to do something after he lost his show on <laughs> CNN. Yes. Uh, also, check out Matthew's, what I think is a hysterical, hilarious look at uh, the top ten best uh, episodes of Smallville from a perspective of someone who has never, ever watched an episode of Smallville. <laughs> it a lot was of people controversial. Are, that's, oh, that's you know what? On, honestly, Matthew, a lot of people were like, wow, that's just like a big finger to to the Smallville fans. No, it really wasn't. It was just a lighthearted look because every other site yeah. was doing our top 10 favorite Smallville episodes. And so we were doing it yeah. from a different perspective. So I liked it. I thought it was really and I'll, good. I'll tell you right now, if I ever give anybody a big finger in print or in writing or anywhere, it will be a lot more obvious than that. <laughs> this was, you know, it was, it was a, it, w- it was a, a, a friendly ribbing, a loving tribute. If yes, you it will. was. Sir, it's kind of like, was. you know, when, when you're a professional wrestler and somebody takes your bag and takes a dump in it to try and teach you a lesson, probably not the best <laughs> metaphor, but <laughs> I think you see right. what I'm saying. Yes. There's a lot of other good stuff <laughs> over at Major Spoilers. <laughs> uh, what I would suggest everybody also check out is the Major Spoilers Adventures written by our good friend Bruce Otter. Uh, the, the most recent yeah. one is... We don't say again, his real name. He's Otter Disaster. Otter Disaster. It's funny. It's yes. great. It's awesome. I loved every moment of that. Especially because it had this slow burn up to the build. That's yeah. what I like most about it. Oh, yeah. Okay, the reviews no, are done. Use your real name. We have teased some you know other what things. Means? What does that mean? Rodrigo, you know what that means? What does that mean? You know what that means? I think I might have an inclination. No, wait, an inclination is wanting to do something. Yeah, I think an inkling. An inkling is what I have. I think inklings are what the shade used to call the little imps that came out of his <laughs> darkness in Star in Starman. Come to me, my that's inklings. pretty freaking cool. It's time! I just had to wait for Steven to speak before I decided it's time. That's three eyes and one breath, Steven. That makes you seem like a very egotistical young man. I, I, for the major I, spoilers, I, 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 three doctors. Poll of the week, 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 week. Pa, 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 pa. And for those of you who've right. been around for a while, I think I owe this to you. Springy. Okay. Uh, this week I was so much for time. What the hell was that? 
I was so rushed for time this week that I was like, okay, what can I pull out of my ass? And, oh, Thor versus Aquaman. They're both third-tier characters, second-tier characters in the DC and Marvel universes. Let's throw them in a ring and see what happens. Have at thee, Matthew. Okay, first of all, uh, you might as well have called this oil and water edition. <laughs> I mean, seriously, this this is like coming at me and saying, who'd win in a fight, uh, Hyperion or Super Mario? <laughs> all right, who'd win in a fight, Zeus or Helen Hayes? <laughs> what the curse word that would get us an adult tag were you thinking? Well, these think characters about this. could not be more poorly placed. I haven't seen a fight this bad since that episode of Robot Chicken where they had the robots attacking people. Well, well just think no. of this. I mean, Aquaman controls the water. Maybe he could flood the room that they're in before Thor could do anything. No, Aquaman controls the water. Aquaman well, controls the water creatures. Does he control yeah, his think, water form hand? Here's the thing. Here's, here's, here's what this fight is, and there's a reason why the title is Have At Thee. This is some incarnation of Thor versus Batman the Brave and the Bold. <laughs> it really is. Okay. It really Aquaman. is. <laughs> there you go. If you're talking Brave and the Bold, well, I think it should be Beards. So it can be the oh, the Walt Simonson Thor yeah, and the Brave and the Bold bearded Aquaman. And it should also be noted that Walt Simonson Thor is trapped in a suit of armor because he hit the German gun, the serpent, so hard that his bones turned to jello. So at that point, that justifies my choice of Aquaman. That's because, all I could think. Quite frankly, that's all I, I can know. think of lately. I've, when I've when we think of Aquaman as brave and the bold, have at thee, varlet! And I should call this adventure the what? time I took on the Marvel universe single-handedly. But you, because I only have one hand. You can go back to seventy-three. Aquaman was voiced by Bud Collier in the old Super Friends cartoon. Bud yeah. Collier. Now, if you ever seen Bud Collier, he did a lot of westerns, and he had a face carved out of granite. He looked kind of like Jack Elam's smarter and and less crazy brother. Bud Collier, for me, will always be Aquaman. And the you know the thing that he did in the open, yes, yes. where it was like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman. It has become <laughs> Aquaman. A, it's become. A hipster Jerry Seinfeld, what's the deal with Oprah cliche to make fun of Aquaman. It was fresh when the state did it in 1989. But now we're at the point where you got to give the guy props. Aquaman is one of the only characters who survived the end of the Golden Age. When the Golden Age went under and superheroes went under, it was Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Johnny Quick, and Aquaman. Everybody else went under. Flash went under. Green Lantern went under. The Justice Society of freaking America went under. Aquaman's still like, do de do So you have to give him his props. And if he's going to fight Thor, first of all, I, I want you to know that I also had the question of Thor versus Aquaman. How does yes. this come down? Yes. I think that the first time Thor gets hit in the face with an orca whale... It's going to anger him. But by the sixth <laughs> or seventh time he's hit in the face with an orca whale, it's going to wear him down. Somebody said That's something about... You're, you're, uh, thinking, um, you're thinking a Muhammad Ali versus George Foreman uh, exactly. situation. Oh, nope. <laughs> <It's, laughs> Thor is going to go down 
he's going to go down and it's going to be Judge Mills Lane swinging his arms and everybody's going to be looking at Aquaman and then they're going to make a movie and Will Smith is going to play him. It's going to be that good. He is going to go down like Sonny Liston went down in the sixth. It's the thriller in Manila. It's the rumble in the jungle. It's the, the holla in Valhalla. It's the motion <laughs> under the ocean. <laughs> Rodrigo asphyxiate uh, in the comments genre. section. Something that rhymes with genre. <laughs> Asphyxiate over in the uh, in the comment section said that he went for Aquaman. Seems that Thor would e- win easily, but it is foretold that Thor will die after fighting the Midgard Serpent, a giant sea serpent. Since Aquaman can control any and all sea life, he commands the serpent to attack Thor and just has to wait for Thor to kill the Midgard Serpent and fall over dead from its venom. Yes or no? That is... Go Russell. That is... That that is definitely one of the like secondary powers of Aquaman that people don't yes. think about it too much. Is like, oh well, Aquaman can control sea creatures, big deal. But the more important thing is that Aquaman can command fictional sea creatures, <laughs> giant squid that can somehow get all the way up to the surface, sea serpents, giant seahorses that people it's can ride on. It's the slaughter near the water. It's the war <laughs> on the shore. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be all over. Oh, <laughs> Rodrigo, who did like, you vote for? Don't just give me hit you as fast as I can. Did I hurt you, <laughs> Rodrigo? Who did you um, vote for? I think I, I think I do have to give this one to Thor, only because <gasps> apologist. No, no, no. Only right. because I think okay. here's how the fight would go. Thor would hit Aquaman. Aquaman would hit Thor. They would be like, why are we fighting? Let's let all those other brunette heroes that we hang out with duke this out. They would go drinking, and eventually the Asgardian constitution would beat. Even though, uh, you know, Aquaman is very tough and can survive high pressures, I think Thor probably drinks more. So he would eventually win <laughs> at... Uh, <laughs> beer pump. Insult yes. beer pump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He would eventually win at... Uh, Side character beer pong. That would be okay. awesome. I so, think that's uh, the insult beer pong because you can have like Thor being like, "Ah, oh, you're Bob is stupid." It sells your face. Let the, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people have been asking for the three year old to come back and uh, asking for another installment of Ask a Three Year Old. I sat down with a boy a little while ago and uh, asked him, this. "It's time for another issue of." Talk to a three-year-old. Hey, three-year-old. Hi. I've got a question for you. Think you can answer it? What? Well, let's look here. Who is this? Thor. And who's that? Aquaman. Now, if Thor and Aquaman got into a fight, who would win? Um, Thor. Thor? How come? Because he had the hammer. Thor has the hammer? Yeah. What does Aquaman have? Water. Doesn't water beat a hammer? No. The, the lion comes down a hammer and prices the water. Whoa! <laughs> that's a very good idea on how that fight would go down. So you think Thor would win? Yes. Which one do you like more, Thor or Aquaman? Um, Thor and Aquaman. Oh, you like them both? Yeah. So there's room for everybody to like more than one character? Yes. Even though Thor would win. Yes. All right. Well, thank you very much, three-year-old. You did a great job. Now, now you get back to here. 
Okay, we're going to give it back to here. <laughs> there you go, Matthew, Rodrigo, even a three-year-old knows that lightning striking water will <laughs> cause Thor to win. Aquaman. There is nothing as adorable as the way I your had, boy says, Thor! Thor! I had, Thor! I had no idea. Thor! I had no, I honestly had no idea how he was going to answer this. This is all impromptu. He's been on a real Thor kick lately. He's gotten the uh, the Thor helmet, the Thor hammer, the Thor sword, the Thor. I don't think there's a Thor shield that's at Walmart or something. But he's got all that and been running around. And today he got a Thor destroyer at uh, at Burger King. So I had I kind of had a feeling he would go with Thor. But that was all his reasoning for why Thor would win. Now he didn't read he didn't read the I, comment I gotta- section. He didn't read the comments section. There were a lot of people on the comments that said lightning beats water every time. Rodrigo? Can I can I just have one of my very, very rare old man moments in yes, that I never thought that I would hear a tiny child be excited about Thor? <laughs> like when I was I, when I was reading comics and when I was growing up, Thor was a non entity. Nobody knew who Thor was. So it's kind of impressive that, you know. We li- we now live in a time when Thor is a big deal. Okay, now here's now let me ask you guys this. Matter. Let me ask you guys this: uh, Have you guys read? I mean, I'm sure Matthew. I've read every issue that came out since 1922. You've read all the Walt Simonson uh, Thor Thor stuff. No, I haven't no. read all of it. Oh, you haven't. All- I've read the uh, uh, the the first arc, the Beta Ray Bill story. Up to about issue three forty-seven, I think. But is this supposed to be the best Thor stuff ever? Depends on who you ask. I mean, there's a pretty strong contingent for uh, Kirby and, strangely enough, Vinnie Coletta on Thor back in sixty. That's what I was going to think. That's what I was going to think. And I, I, actually, I went ahead. I, check this out. I actually went out and bought. I haven't gotten it yet, but I went out and purchased the. Uh, the giant Walt Simonson Thor omnibus. Ooh. Just because I want to read about we Thor and everyone's talking about the, this omnibus. Through the review yeah, list. Yeah, I think we're going to put it on the review list in the future. So uh, I didn't get you one, Rodrigo. But I'm sure that uh, Matthew will okay. let I'll you just, borrow his. I'll just borrow it from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah luckily yeah. for Just me, like we I did with Daredevil have, and Captain you, America. You ordered me one? Oh, no, cool. I did not, Matthew. Sorry. I work in a how did, uh, store. how did the uh, Major Spoiler Nation vote on this week's poll of the week? I bet it was all slanted towards Aquaman. Wait, that's wrong. Uh, actually, yes, everybody voted for Aquaman. It's 100% Aquaman. <laughs> and all uh, 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 random poster number 1111 says, F Thor, right in the ear. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Otter Disaster says, Thor, I'm Tho Thor. I can hardly fit down. And so does everyone else. Actually, the actual <laughs> results are split a little more evenly. Uh, 346 pollsters in the polls at this point in time. Uh, 17% voting Aquaman. 83% falling to the allure of who has the better movie. And I think that it should be noted that this time Stephen chose a particularly ugly picture of both heroes. To yes, try and I did on out. purpose. I did on purpose. That's, just for you, Matthew. Really, and for Thor the rest of the, and Aquaman the are a lot more analogous than you think because well, oh, each yeah. of them is the blonde founding member of you know the premier super team who really doesn't get as much play as they should because of the limitations of their powers. Aquaman with his 24-hour water thing and Thor with his being way, way, way too powerful. Well, plus they're two and characters out of their element. They're two characters out of their element. Well, one yeah. from Asgard, the other one from the ocean. 
trying to but live in man's The stories world. that really work play with those characters on their own terms. JLA Year One, where Aquaman shoots down Green Lantern for being such a raging prick. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, also if you go back and you read, um, I can't remember if it was Joe Kelly or Joe Casey. Somebody named Joe did an Avengers series, Avengers Earth Mightiest. That's an eight issue limited from about 2000 that fills in the blanks in those early issues of Avengers. And it gives Thor some really nice moments in there as well. So, you know, for my money, probably my favorite Thor, and this is kind of sad, would be around issue 200 where he's like fighting the Eternals and the Eternals are trying to put together the young gods and they're like gathering all the characters from the Donovan song, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, the fisherman, the the chicken farmer, the podcaster, the lesbian, and they're putting them all together. And these 12 archetypes are going to grow up and become new gods. And then they disappear for like a hundred issues. I love those stories, but it should be noted that I also love fat man, the human flying saucer. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's uh, let's take a listen to... Let me see, did I put it in here? Bum, 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 bum. Put it in the queue, put it in the oh, queue. Here it is right here. All right, let's listen to this, Damn and uh, we'll take a quick break right after. Hi, my name is Scott Pike. It's Sunday, the 15th of May. I think this is May. Anyway, I just saw the Thor movie and just li- finished listening to your... Thor podcast, or at least the part of it that's talking about Thor. And I agree with most of the things you say about Thor. This was a great movie. It was about the characters, and it had a lot of action and decent effects. So, all in all, for a Marvel movie about Thor, it was pretty great. One thing I want to say is the characterization of Loki. I really agreed with Rodrigo about this. He was not quite evil in itself, and he was really doing these things for his people. And for, you know, trying to protect what he believed. I mean, he was doing it in a bad way. But one thing I'd like to comment is I believe Loki was written or characterized in this movie the way Anakin Skywalker should have been in the prequels. If they had managed to do with Anakin Skywalker what they did with Loki, the prequel series could have been salvaged. That's just a comment I wanted to make. Signing off, Scott Pike. Bye-bye. Hi, major spoilers. Um, I just was ca- I just wanted to call in and tell you guys that um, this is one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to, and um, your critical hit podcast has got me and my dad and some other my little friends. So um, start playing Dungeons Dragons. I just wanted to say that you guys are really good people for um putting all this hard work into the show. And I hope one day you become great, successful podcast. Okay, um, keep up the good work. All right, bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you, listeners, for calling in. And remember, you can call the Major Spoilers Hotline. Matthew, that number is... 785-727-1939. Don't dial 888-727-1939 because it's a different sort of hotline. Major Spoilers Hotline. Okay, we're going to take another quick break. It'll be instantaneous out. for you uh, listening on the uh, on the feed. But uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to take some uh, listener phone calls, interact with some of the people that are out there. So just uh, hold tight, stick around. We'll be right back. Italian, 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 
Rispetta le donne. Welcome back, everybody. Giovanni. Welcome back to the uh, Major Spoilers Podcast. So glad that you could uh, join us on our 300th episode. Ah! So, ah, so glad. Cyberman! Oh, I got that a little messed up. You can't, can't see Matthew there. The... That's all right. Okay. Run away from the Cyberman! All right. So please bear with us as we get into this uh, second portion of the show. This is where we get to interact with you. And there are a couple of ways that you can call if you're listening live. You can call 785-727-1939. Or if you have Skype, <laughs> we've got somebody already. You can give me a call at Steven Schleicher on Skype. Who's this? Oh, this is Larry King, of course. Larry! Contributor for you. Chicago, how's it going? Say, how's it going? Say Chicago for us, Larry. Ah, oh, Chicago, how are you? Go ahead. <laughs> how's, how's, Go ahead. how's your 19th wife? <laughs> Well, I think she's gone. Uh, she didn't like me since I left. I, I have no show no more. You but, shouldn't uh, be giving up. Yeah, I'm calling from rainy North Carolina right now. Rainy North Carolina. Yeah. Is that near Mayberry? No, it, no it's just raining. Uh, it's actually not too far from a town called Turkey. Only only two turkeys in the United States. One in Texas, one in North Carolina. So Hell, there's three turkeys on this podcast. <laughs> well, Larry, Matthew, and Rodrigo. That. How about that? Larry, so glad to have you on the uh, on the hey! show. Yeah, that is. We've appreciated you ever since uh, you first yeah, started I... commenting on the site. Uh, you were one of the only people who would regularly contribute to the want list when we were doing that. And here's a hint for everybody. It will I be coming back. That. I love doing that right there. <laughs> it, it'll it'll come back. It's now summertime. Yeah, I've got a little bit more free time. We'll uh, start up another round probably next week. And, of course, now you're writing for us on the Major Spoilers Sounds website. Fun. Yeah, I, I hope you'll uh, continue doing that story. for the foreseeable future, as long as y'all have me. <laughs> but just stop thing, stealing all the good comments. The site. Yep, so what's going I on with you this evening? Back oh, wow, okay. Well, I'm actually at work. And what do you do? I'm actually at work. Uh, Can you work, share that information? I work at a place where we process green beans. Where you do <laughs> what? We, we, we're making... We're processing green beans from uh, North Florida right now. I work. I'm a security guard. I'm guarding the place, making sure nothing you're, bad happens. That's you're why guarding, guarding our beans. valuable beans. beans. Excellent. Like, well, we do have uh, government stuff that goes out to uh, our troops in Kuwait, and uh, guarding the government over. green beans for the most part. Yes, it's true. And Walmart's, Walmart's too. Walmart's a big. Oh, oh, that's Walmart's a big too. They are the government now. But, <laughs> but I, the reason I came across the site, which is so funny, I typed in, I was out of comic books for six months, I typed in some spoilers for a new comic book, and it came across the site. Yep. And since then, that's 2009, I've been with you since. I just gradually got deeper, deeper in, and now I'm contributing. So, hey, great news. That's great Every time everybody. you think you're out, we're going to pull you back we're in. We're going to drag you back it does, in. It does go to mob. Yeah. It does go to show what you can accomplish by being a nerd with proper grammar. <laughs> exactly. Please, you know, I don't mind if you do it, but just try not to make too much of a mess when you put Jar Jar Binks' decapitated head in my bed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Someday I will ask but, you for a favor, and there will be a favor that involves the Legion of Superheroes. And on that day, the day of Saturn Girl's wedding, I will have no ending for this joke. Well, 
that's a pretty good start right there. No need a punchline. It settles itself. Right. <laughs> it settles itself in a nice That's why I like you. Rug. You don't no-sell the jokes, Larry. <laughs> Steven and Rodrigo are constantly no-selling the jokes. They're like the Undertaker. Rest in peace. I used to be the... It's so funny how every, the site works out so well. It's Everything blends together. I used to be in the wrestling. Uh, Stone Cold, Undertaker, Mankind, The Rock, jumping off cages, bleeding all over the place, and then they've toned it down. You know, not, not much fun anymore. <laughs> they don't want the kitties jumping off of things or breaking yeah. their face or. You know. Yep. Well, my I call it natural selection. It's the bottom of the food chain. Exactly. Exactly. Well, me and my brother teamed up to fight bad guys that were picking on some girls over much younger at the time, and uh, did some wrestling moves, and we we won the day. Nice. I'm just waiting for the day. Someday an intruder is going to come in my house and I'm going to hit him with a flying lariat and we're both going to go to the hospital. (laughs) It's going to be ugly. But yeah, it's. I love this site because it's not this. You're not the mouthpiece of Warner Brothers or you're not the. Yes, Marvel will do what you say. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You have your. you, You have independence. You know, creative spirit. Right. And hopefully I can just keep on create, creating stuff for you and do well. Well, I've had some adventures just being contributors so far. All right. But, well, we're glad to have you on yeah, board, Larry. Have, and, have, uh, and we look forward to seeing more of your stuff up on the site. Well, thank you for having me. And I'll be here as long as you need me, as you say. <laughs> All right, Larry. Have a good night. Guard those green beans, please. Have a nice night, guys. Yep. Happy green. Right, bye. Next caller. Yeah, there's an next. It's good right to here. know that the green beans of America are safe. Who's this? Nope. Collie, you're on. How can we speak with you? Hello, hello. Who's this? Hello. Oh. Yes, go ahead. Hello. Where, who is this, and where are you calling from? Hey, uh, I'm calling from Washington, Washington State. Washington State. Okay, who is this? This is Toby. Toby, welcome I'm, to the uh, show. Toby eighty eight on the chat. Oh, okay. So hey. what uh, what's going on tonight? Um, just set aside a couple of hours to watch my favorite podcast live. You're excited about this. Yeah. Yeah, What do you think so far? Oh, when does that start? Yeah. When is your favorite podcast start? (laughs) 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 Uh, Man, you you guys are like make up more than 75% of my entertainment. (laughs) Oh, no. Someday we hope to do 80. Yeah. Hopefully. It'll be easier now that the green beans are safe. Yes. So what are what kind of comics are you reading? <laughs> Hopefully. What kind of comics do you read? Um, I don't know. I'm into some Green Lantern, and I haven't been able to really read much since I moved to Washington recently. Oh, I'm sure they have comic book shops up there. I used there. to live in England. Oh, you used to live in England? Yeah. Let me hear your Mary Poppins uh, accent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one of those. I'm American. <laughs> Uh, it's not that difficult. What you got to do is you, you kind of uh, remember when you were eight and watched Doctor Who episodes and just sort of talked like that for a while. It's terrible, actually. <laughs> this yeah, is probably the worst accent I've ever had. So yeah, I got that going for me, which is lovely. Usually, usually I try to do somewhere path. between like Wacko Warner and uh, nope, <laughs> never mind, just Wacko Warner. Yeah, you've got a lot of Ringo Starr in your yeah. Wacko Warner though. Yours is definitely Liverpool. So what? So what do you Liverpool. do? Are you are you a student? 
Yeah, I'm I'm graduating uh, in about three weeks, actually. Hey, congratulations! Oh, wow. a, a degree in yep. what? Or are you graduating graduate high school? Graduating high school. Oh, uh, uh, you're one of them. Moving on to the next step in life. Yeah, one more of them. Some people will say to you, they will say that these are the best years of your life, and I want you to know that's not true. Oh, okay. High school sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 better things will happen, I promise. Unless you're really, really popular and you love high school, at which point, pack it in because it's done. You just peaked. <laughs> oh, words of encouragement from Matthew are always well, great. I just moved here. Well, it's all right. Yep. I sound a well, little bit like Russell Brand. That's got to that's got to be awkward, right? You move into a new school and then right away you're graduating, so you hardly get to know anybody. Not yeah. to be a big Debbie Downer on M- this. Move but. in, uh, in six months before graduation. Uh, you doing the university yeah. thing come the fall? Yeah. You gonna go to the University of uh, go to UW? I hear they UW. got a there. Yeah. I've <laughs> never been to Seattle, but I saw singles like fifty-seven times when I was in college and. <laughs> What are you going to well, study in college? I just college? wanted to call, call in and show my support. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Probably some technology. I don't know. Yeah. We highly recommend radio, TV production, and or film. Because it's taken because us so really, having, far. Having a degree like that. Yeah, it's almost as good as having something like Animal Husbandry or, you know, uh, I don't know, Steve no. no way. No way. <laughs> People who can deliver horses get paid a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> PBS I'm thinking about I'm thinking about going to Northwestern and and then and then starting uh, a career with PBS. <laughs> that, so? yeah. oh, also, no money in that. Yeah. <laughs> I highly recommend call center work because you know eventually you'll come to a point where you don't have to do anything and they still pay you the same amount of money and nobody notices. So Bottom you got point. that going for you. Yeah, there you go. Well, thanks so much for calling in. I really, really, really appreciate uh, you taking the time and, oh. and listening and enjoying part of the Major Spoilers experience. No, thank, thank you guys for the great work you guys are putting out. I really appreciate everything you guys do. Sure, no problem. Tell Kira Sedgwick right. I love her. All right. Have a good night. Excuse me? <laughs> All right, bye. All right, let's Next see. Caller. Who, Next caller. Who is this? Next caller. I'm going to be... Oh, we got so many people. Uh, you got Russ Cat from Ottawa, Ontario. Russ Cat from Ontario, oh, can Canada. Now? Yeah, well, how's that bacon up there, eh? Oh yeah, uh-huh, oh bacon's freaking awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, love it. How about that hockey team, eh? How are the Leafs doing this year? <laughs> oh, My brother Doug and I horrible. used to go. To the show. Oh, we used to go out at the Leafs game, and then uh, we would drink that. Uh, that uh, love offending our but, listeners. Uh, <laughs> Remember, an equal opportunity offender is still equal opportunity. Uh, Russ, I you're hope not somebody from Ghana calls later. <laughs> <laughs> Russ, you're not the I'm same. I'm personally uh, hoping for Jamaica. You're you're not the same rusty cat that uh, that does artwork, are you? No, I am okay. completely art illiterate. Okay. Well, don't look at his stuff because it may offend you. So, what brings you to the show tonight? <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I mean, if you don't um, like naked people, then you certainly don't. Like and... Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to say hi and thank you guys for everything you do, as always. And sure. uh, congratulations on show 300. Thank you. And um, I guess I, I had to ask a question. I have a question for Matthew. Go for oh, it. Um, what, I have an answer. <laughs> what do you think of the end of Brightest Day? 
with the whole Constantine I'm, or Constantine give him just a second. He's got to go find the issue and read back into continuity. I'm really torn because part of me thinks it's a good idea in that I think that both Swamp Thing and Constantine are characters who are very strong and who came from the DC universe and in some ways are, you know, in- integral to parts of that DC universe. I'm a little bothered by the way they did it. And I'm a little bothered by the fact that, uh, spoiler, 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 uh, Swamp Thing is apparently going to be an overarching villain now or something. I'm not entirely sure how that's all going to go. I think I, I, I'm for the fact that they brought them back. I'm against the fact that spinning out of Brightest Day, there's a six issue search for Swamp Thing miniseries that, you know, I'm, I may end up buying, but it was nice to see, you know, bollocks back in the DC universe. Uh, <laughs> You, you you don't hear a lot of talk about bollocks in the DC universe now that John's been vertigized. The the DC universe does need more bollocks. I agree. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> Russ, what's they on your lineup for the rest of the week? Erased, uh, that's a- Russ, what's on your lineup for the rest of the week? Pardon me. What's on your lineup for the rest of the week? What do you got going oh, on? Oh goodness. Um, to be honest, I. Uh, the job I do, I work in an R&D lab, but I work in a kind of a television R&D lab, so I get Ooh. to beat up on uh, cool high-def things. Oh, so you're going to send us Does some uh, secret, secret cameras. I could use a new camera. Ooh, see? <laughs> see, you can Cam- tell by cameras, the... Cameras, no. If you need a production oh. switcher, though... Ooh, uh, I could use one of those, Ooh, too. I, I certainly need, do need one of those. I do need one of those, because I want to blow up Alderaan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's an inside joke for anyone who's Grass ever seen the Grass Valley, Valley switcher. <laughs> or, or who listens to this podcast, because I'm sure we've had that joke seven <laughs> or eight times. Way to kill the joke, Rodrigo. This is what I talk about when I say no selling my jokes. Yeah, well, I sold it the first six times. <laughs> well, you need it. Ooh. <laughs> Russ, thank you so much for uh, but, giving yeah, us a call. Yeah, that's what I got going on. And um, so thanks for everything, guys. And yeah, you thank you. Have a great night. All thank right, you, you too. Russ. Bye. Bye. All right, let me see if I can get Thor's hammer <laughs> to... Uh, Let's see if I can get Thor's hammer here. Thor. Get over to- Does anybody remember how the Thor cartoon show went in the 60s? Because I remember uh, Captain America, but I can't remember. I Thor. remember I Captain can- America. I don't Ed. remember Thor's. I remember Iron Man. Tony Stark makes you feel. He's a cool exec with a heart of steel. See if I can add uh, Thor's hammer. Captain here. America throws the He's tried to call in a couple of times, and we'll get uh, Thomas in on this. Hello, Thor's hammer. How are you? Hello. Who is this, actually? Actually, it's Miter. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Stuart Miter. I'm now into three gears, so uh, everything it, looks like Thor's hammer. It's actually a name. Uh-oh. Try so hard to get uh, in, now he may be crapping out on us. I never know. It's doing okay. Wow, we got a Dalek calling in. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes, yes, now you're good. Yes. Maybe? Next time it ain't. <laughs> yes, you do want to make sure you do turn oh, down man. your live Speaking stream before dollars, you call in. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's alright. They're going to do episode this this past weekend. Oh, the new Doctor Who. I'm only halfway. Th- I think I'm only about halfway through it. I'm up to the point where uh, 
the doctor realizes that uh, he he discovers all the uh, psychic cubes in the in the cabinet. That's where I'm up to. Yeah. Oh, loved it. Loved yeah. it. Loved it. Ma- Matthew made a comment on Twitter about a um, control certain control room. I don't want to spoil it for Steven. But, well, you can uh, go ahead and spoil it. The name I, of the I podcast thought, is um, Major Spoilers. Well, I just thought it would have been it would have been brilliant if it was the old white control room. I mean, See, and the, oh, I, that would have been cool. The thing still exists. They they That's don't it. have it at the BBC. Well, a reprodu- a reproduction of it supposedly exists uh, in uh, supposedly. And actually, now that I think of it, it may be down. But there was a museum exhibit which had the old control room, and one of the things they had was the actual center console from the Third Doctor era. I want to say it was at Longleat. So I may be full of crap, but in any case, I feel bad that the swimming pool is gone. Yeah, didn't he have to eject yeah. that? Um, Wasn't that one of the bits? Yeah, he he jettisoned the swimming pool, which you know it's a running gag. We've never actually seen the swimming pool. Now and uh, it isn't the first time he's ejected it. I- yeah. It just kind of keeps coming back, right? I, I've got a question for you, Matthew. Each time the the doctor regenerates yes. and the inside of the TARDIS regenerates, does the control room regenerate mm-hmm. or does it just a new control room get added? Because uh, I remember many years ago during the Tom Baker, well, maybe Peter Davison era, there was a big whole storyline where they had to go to the backup control rooms and they were the old control rooms from mm-hmm. previous doctors. From the... Uh, the this episode, well, first of all, the ninth doctor's control room was blown to smithereens on panel. Mm. So the they had a line where uh, she said that she has archived all the control rooms, all thirty of them. And he said, "I've only had about twelve. And she said something, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, she archived the ones that don't exist yet for him." Ah, so that was kind of cool. Basically, she has. She said that she had been keeping a record and archive of all the old control rooms, which I think is pretty brilliant when you think about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand why they went with what they did, because obviously, for some people, this show started six years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, you know, it was simpler to go with the set that they had six years ago. And it was, it was still a nice callback. I still would have loved to have an actual in-show you know, reference. We we get so few of those. I think we've had maybe three or four references to continuity before uh, the first episode, before Rose. So I'd like to see, you know, a little more of that. But then again, I'm old, so. All right. Uh, this was The Doctor's Wife. This was written by Neil Gaiman. And, uh, and the episode Moffitt, could right? have been, it, it would not have been more of a Neil Gaiman episode if it was called Doctor Who Neil Gaiman in the case of the Neil Gaiman-y Neil Gaiman-ness. <laughs> mm. It was uh, so, so very wonderfully <laughs> Neil Gaiman-y. It had all the essence, the quintessence, if you will, of Neil Gaiman, including a visual reference to the Endless, or not a visual, a verbal reference to the Endless, which nice. I thought was pretty awesome. Cool. Anything else? I like pie. I think he's asking the caller. Oh, hammer. Um, I well, like pie. <laughs> well, there was a discussion I was having earlier today with a friend of mine. Do you think making Tim Drake um, Red Robin reduced him to a third tier character while he previously was a first tier character? Oh, that's a good yes. question. Yeah, I agree with you. I, he Absolutely. really was in line. He really should have been Batman. If they were going to kill Batman, Tim Drake should have been Batman. It shouldn't have been Dick Grayson. It, it should have been Tim Drake. In my opinion. 
I think. No, I just don't think he should have been replaced by Damien. Although Damien's oh, a no, great character, not. I don't like. Yeah. That I just kid think maybe, like more than one Robin. Time in a sack. I think their problem is. The you remember? It, it, around the time of Infinite Crisis, Dan Didio, Dan Didio, went on, on record as saying, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill that Dick Grayson oh, because yeah. he's in this neither world." And then they took Dick Grayson out of that neither world, but then they stuck Tim Drake back in it worse than ever. Because Red Robin isn't even his original creation. At least Dick, you know, grew into Nightwing and chose his own disco collar. Whereas Tim Drake is not only sidelined, he's sidelined using an identity that was, well, first of all, some, you know, third dimensional Dick Grayson slash Jason Todd suit left over from two separate big crossovers. I feel like, you know, Putting him back in charge of the Teen Titans is a step in the right direction, but I really think that Tim Drake is pretty much lost in the woods until somebody figures out what he's going to do. All right, Thor's Hammer, thank you for calling in, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from you again in the near future. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Stephen, Stephen, Stephen. (laughs) Sure. It's late. Uh, my right. eyes are my well, eyes are not as what they w- what they were uh, five years ago. No, and, no, uh, no, no. Uh, well, you know, I was going to say oh, hi to uh, Vista Papadopoulos, who's uh, in the chat room. Yeah, <laughs> and and I Bruno Gonzalez. I love yeah, Vista actually, Papadopoulos I, on Webster. I don't know. I don't know if I am the one that said uh, Gonzalez, but uh, Bruno Jones, who donated a couple weeks ago, I, in his signature, I went back and looked. It says Bruno Gonzalez Jones. Or something like that. Oh, so. does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, are you anyway. sure it's not Bruno Gons Jones, which is his Twitter handle? Ah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's uh, what it is. Hello, caller. Where are you calling from, and what's your name? Hello, I'm calling from Hayes, Kansas, and my name is Nathan. What? No way! I've been to Hayes, Kansas. Yeah, Hayes, Kansas. Nathan, what's think, going uh, on? I think I <laughs> um, oh, uh, I was just calling in. I've been a, you know, long time listener, first time caller and all that sort of thing. Um, and you know, I usually, I usually listen every Wednesday after I get my comics and then every, uh, Saturday anymore. And, um, I just wondered if you guys, um, kind of had any speculation on, uh, Time Warner's sale of their music and what that could mean for, uh, DC Comics. Uh, the sale of their music probably like isn't that big of a deal. I mean, if anything, that's probably a, a good thing to, uh, jettison at this point. I think they've probably got as much money as they can out of the deal. Um, it probably doesn't really mean anything specifically for DC comics as far as the music sale is concerned. But, uh, the big thing that Warner brothers is in real trouble with right now is of course the, uh, the, uh, Siegel and Schuster lawsuit that uh, continues to drag on and the repercussions of that could mean, that uh, Superman gets handed off to somebody else. Matthew or Rodrigo, you want to yeah. weigh in on that? Um, I think that, quite frankly, especially when you're dealing with one of the six corporations that owns everything, it's really difficult to... It, it's kind of like that Mycroft Holmes moment where you really kind of have to be expert in three different fields to say something that really means anything. You know, you, you have to know about India and Japan and the bimetallic equation or whatever you're talking about. But I think that for my money, the reason that uh, Time Warner hangs on to the comics has nothing to do with the comics. It has to do with the intellectual property concerns around these are some of the most recognizable characters worldwide. 
And I think that even if the Seagulls, you know, get a monetary share or control, I think that Time Warner will probably still work out with them a way to maintain some sort of of stake, some sort of, you know, publishing concern of those characters. And I think that, you know, selling one aspect of your business, especially when you literally own everything or, you know, one sixth of everything, I don't know that it necessarily is immediately going to have big impact on a relatively unrelated uh, type of venture. Yep. Rodrigo, any thoughts? Um, as far as the Siegel Schuster stuff, it's, I think even if it all tips in that direction, it's not going to go beyond a cut. I mean, it's going to be the estate gets a cut out of anything that has someone just has a red S on it. Yeah. Um, or actually any electro S or any sort of S on it. And DC will Anytime retain the rights. Cage appears on screen. Yes. Nathan, what do you do? Are you a, Alrighty. Well, cool. uh, are you a high school student, a college uh, I'm student? A dude. You're a what? I'm a, I'm a post, I'm a college graduate and I'm a pizza dude. Oh, okay. So you probably You're delivered pizza. You probably delivered pizza to my house then at least once. You know, I think I think years ago I delivered to like your office because it had all this. You know, I think it had like a big Forbidden Planet poster in there. Yeah, but, um, that's it. Yep, that's other, the one. Other than that, yeah, I, and that was years ago. And I was just like, oh, I bet this guy's in the comics. <laughs> what a dork <laughs> little did you know that you would be calling into a podcast years later all right nathan thank you so much have a yeah. great evening um and we will talk with you soon probably next week when you deliver a pizza all right thanks guys keep it up all right have a good night. so is there more than one delivery place in hayes yet oh yeah we've got uh pizza hut we've got um huh? Who else do we have? We've got uh oh there's Thomas. Let me see if I can yeah, add Domino's. We got Domino's. We've got no, uh I think, didn't Domino's go under recently nope, here in Hayes? Nope. We just uh, Hayes. we just ordered oh, okay. from them uh, not too long ago. Uh we've got uh not Augustine's, but uh Lamato's pizza is still there. We've got a Gambino's. Oh, yeah. Lamato's? Lamato's. Oh my yeah, god, that's it's actually not back. too bad. Yeah, yeah. I remember broadcasting live from Lamato's. Yeah, um, I do. Oh my god, Lamato's, Pizza Hut, Domino's. We used to have a Papa John's, uh, but that went under, and then we've got Papa yeah, that's Murphy's. Not around anymore. But uh, you know what? The best thing is Papa Murphy's is, is good pizza. Is grilling your own pizza, which uh, the son and I, the boy and I, did this past weekend. And if you were on the Twitter, you may have seen us tweet it live. Ah. Thomas, how are you doing? How are you doing tonight, Stephen? I am doing fine. A little bit finer after this third beer, but uh, what's going on? Where, where are you from? Uh, oh, I'm from the Tampa Bay area of Florida. Go Lightning. Though they yeah. lost. Though they lost tonight, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad to be yeah, here. I don't, I don't, I don't great, follow great hockey, mate. so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> They're taking my geek card as they speak. But I, Way to no sell to... his joke, Flicker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm, of course, I'm here with Stephen Flicker, the gr- hardest working man in podcasts. Uh, Rodrigo, the hardest working reviewer on podcasting sites, and Matthew, the funniest man on the internet uh, for Major Spoilers 300 episode. And I can't believe I'm a part of it. Well, you yes, are now. Butt kissing will get you everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I am the internet. I am the air. 
No, Somebody but in the, uh, congrats on 300. Thank F- you. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. So what do you, oh, what do you do, Thomas? What do you do? We try to find a little bit about our listeners so we can tag you and release you back into the wild. <laughs> and also keep tabs on you well, for later. You, when the well, government you, starts asking. Well, don't you still have the, the tag that you tagged me with on the 100th episode? I think I'm number oh one, two, I can't five, remember six. what we did last week's episode. <laughs> to be Steven honest. doesn't remember what we did in this episode. Yeah. I, I, I seem to remember I seem to remember some doctors and now all I can see is Cybermen, so Cyber, uh, yeah, well, Cybermen uh, does whatever a cyber can. Well, uh professionally I am I have two things. One, I'm a professional ass back, which uh for those who play football, that's uh, that's a guy that goes, Hey coach, can I go in? Boy, get your ass back on the bench. AKA, I'm unemployed. <laughs> uh, but uh, in my spare time, I do podcasts like you, and I. But I'm not here to pimp because this is all about major spoilers, and it's 300th episode. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for uh, for giving us such praise. I mean, we try to do what we can each and every week. Uh, I don't know how we do it each and every week. Sometimes I think we uh, slide in. I don't either. Under the skin of our teeth. I want to say uh, muscle relaxants, beer, and... Oh, my uh, gosh. Well, I mental had, illness always helps. I have had such back pain this week. Problem is, the boy has trouble hello, sleeping. Hello. Yes, yes, Thomas. You still there? I, I, I just I kept, I got dropped twice, and I oh, had to okay. back into I'm sorry. Uh, oh, okay, that's no we're problem. Still here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I listened to that critical hit. I love critical hit. You know, oh, thank I'll you. I'll say it before, I'll say it again. There's nothing... There's nothing funnier than Matthew rolling in that 20 on religion. <laughs> uh, I do uh, love that moment. Yes. Um, and I do want to commend you guys on a couple of weeks ago. You did a, uh, it was one of your weekend episodes where you talked about sexuality in comics. And uh, just a stand, I want to thank you. That was, I, I jokingly uh, pimp it as, you know, what I would say, except that if I did it better, cleaner, uh, and <laughs> quicker <laughs> and made more sense. but yeah it was a great episode and i want to thank you guys for that um i guess my question is would you be uh, do you find that uh, the new ultimate spider-man number one will be a great starting point for a lot of people no it'll in, suck back into the ultimate universe? i'll catch you off right there it's gonna no, suck. I, <laughs> it, it's gonna personally suck. i think i think ultimate spider-man number one was a great jumping on point new yeah. ultimate spider-man number one no that's this is actually the third ultimate spider-man number one this is a revamp of a relaunch of a reboot and i think we're officially at the point where we are now having to explain so much going into the issue that it's no longer what the ultimate universe should have been that clean start that let's steal someone else's ideas and put them out there with mark bagley art not that i'm bitter um well you know i just find it funny that the Spider-Man that everybody says they want in Amazing Spider-Man, because right now we have a Spider-Man that just, you know, it's always unlucky, you know, can ne- never get anything right, to just, a lot of times act stupid. Everybody wants the responsible Spider-Man back, and yet where we have the responsible Spider-Man, the actual, you know, youth and responsibility, and acts like the classic Spider-Man that we used to all know and love is in the Ultimate Universe, and nobody wants to read that. 
See, and that's the problem yeah. is the ultimate universe you know, in some people's minds, ultimate comics and things like it, you know, alternate realities, they don't count. That's an air quote, by the way. Stephen, Stephen remembered the in joke. They, yeah, well, ultimate Spider Man doesn't count, whereas the regular Spider Man. I'm going to tell you the truth about regular Spider-Man. It's the same about Fantastic Four, Superman, all the really big, iconic characters. Whatever we don't got, that's what people are going to be whining and clamoring for. Whatever we don't got is what was great. You know, I, I, mean, I, I, oh, I, I mean, I'm glad Steven's liking uh, the current. I know he's liking the current Amazing Run. I just wish yeah, they didn't I have to completely screw I, I just wish they didn't have to completely screw up the continuity and piss off half their fan base to do it. I, I actually, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen once Spider Island kicks in and once uh, more of this FF uh, Fantastic, whatever it is, Future Foundation stuff goes on. Uh, I'm to be quite honest, I, I'm kind of concerned as much as when these big events come in, especially with uh, the great stuff that Dan Slott's doing. I'd hate to see him be forced to do something. That uh, screws up with the storytelling that he's yeah. doing. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it I doesn't uh, have to, you know. A it doesn't, but you know, when you've got a whole when you, weekend. Yes, I know, but when you've got a whole uh, arc coming up in August called Spider Island, uh, it makes me a little concerned. Yeah, Thank I mean, well, I'm I'm just glad that you're enjoying. It. I mean, I dropped the book after the first big time arc uh, because, well, I had an issue with Dan Slott apparently telling a a fan on the internet to go f off, and them saying that uh, that they had every right to do that. I thought that was pretty unprofessional of them, and that's why I'm not reading the book. But I'm glad there are people that are enjoying it. I'm not so, you know, Spider Man has to be this way to say that you know if you're enjoying the book, you're wrong. You know, if you're enjoying it, I'm glad. Good, and I am. Although I will admit I haven't read the last two issues, so I don't know what's going on just yet. So I'm a little behind on my reading. But Thomas, thank you for so, calling in and again, thank you for being a part of the Major Spoilers experience in our 300th episode. We really appreciate everything that you do in uh, in listening and supporting our show. Why are we yes. worms now? <laughs> well, well, actually, I, we're I maggots. Thank you. I will continue. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll continue to keep pimping the Major Spoilers podcast. It's you know one of the most positive podcasts, and we need to support more positive podcasts out there. So thank you. Excellent. For I don't know if we're thank, you. thank you. I don't know if we're super positive. Simply because there are oh, work, when we I, work. I work. I work pretty hard at it. Yeah, basically, we're two thirds positive. All right, let's see if I can add on because <laughs> he's been trying to call in a couple of times. Let's see, who's it? Who's it? Who's it? Uh, Faja who's it? Ray. Is it? Is it Batman? No, it's I'm Batman. Nope. Uh, Dick Grayson. I just called uh, tonight. To uh, tell you a little uh, something about I'm the, what's going on in uh, the Batman books, if you uh, haven't uh, heard, uh, I'm the Batman. I've been, I've been uh, incorporated by uh, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on. Yes. Oh no, I'm I'm Hello. sorry, I can't come to the door right now. I'm I'm naked with a woman. Thank you, housekeeping. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, Dick, where was I? Uh, Oh yeah, keep up uh, the good work, and uh, I'll be back soon. <laughs> Thank you, Batman, for calling in. <laughs> All right, who's this? This is Sam from Mexico. Hey, Sam, what's going on? 
Hey guys, um, really glad you picked up. I was yeah. beginning to give up there. Oh, I know. A really lot here. of people are trying to call in. We can. We. I don't want to put like fifty people on the line at the same time. So, I'm glad you could call in. Thank you. Um, well, first of all, I wanted to congratulate you guys on your 300 episode. Thank and, you. And uh, also giving me a reason to be on the internet while I'm home alone. Thanks for that. <laughs> There's something I called porn I'd like to introduce you to. Uh, yes, I am familiar with such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been trying to hit up Mika Tan all day to call into the show, but uh, she has not. But I think she's got me blocked already. So anyway. She's probably tied up somewhere. <laughs> it is it is funny how uh, once once you end up in an organization, it often turns into this uh, macrocosm of how things went because uh, Stephen keeps trying to contact uh, Mika Tan's PR people and they won't give him the time of day. <laughs> Just like real life. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So Sam, what's going on well, tonight in Mexico? Girls. Uh, not much, really. Um, I called because I had this great conversation with a friend of mine from the video game store today. Because, um, you know, I've been reading the uh, Star Wars comics lately. Mm. Um, the legacy oh, yeah. comics. You're the yeah, one. yeah, yeah. And um, the comic book store is close to the video game store, so I usually just hit them in a consecutive order, you know what I mean? Um, so I came in with the, with the comics, and I was reading them when I was talking to this guy who I've been buying from for like nine years. Um, and um, we were talking about, and he was telling me how Star Wars comics were dead because they were really bad, that they had no absol- absolutely no good story left in them, and uh, how Dark Horse Comics, by that matter, was dead. And uh, I wanted to see what you guys thought about this. Um, your your comic guy is being very very negative, and. I see this a lot, and what I think, and again, I don't necessarily presume to speak for others, except when I do, I think what he's saying is, for him, the Star Wars comics are not either not as good as they once were, or were never interesting, and as such, he doesn't have any interest in them. I know for a fact that Dark Horse, as an entity, as a company, not doing all that bad... I mean, Dark Horse is putting out a lot of a lot of stuff, not necessarily even just books, you know, trade paperbacks, comics, and all sorts of things. So, really, I think if if I were going to presume, which makes a pre out of you and me, um, it sounds like he may have previously enjoyed a Star Wars series, or maybe you know, the Star Wars movies or something. Somewhere along the line, got burned. And a lot of that bitterness is still with him. It's a common affliction amongst those of us who read comics. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I was talking for, to him for a good uh, two hours, and uh, he was telling me how the story of the legacy titles was just uh, stupid and all that. I really don't want to bore you with a long-ass story. I know that I tend to do that. But... Um, you know, he wasn't taking the stance of, for me personally, this comic book is dead. Right. He was right. taking the stand of, 
this company has no good titles left to offer, no good stories left to offer, and it should die horrible, horrible death, just like Legends of the Dark Knight. <laughs> well, oh, hey, they never should have canceled the Legends of the Dark Knight. <laughs> Quit horning in on Matthew's um, jokes. Yes. Also, also, <laughs> I liked it. Um, the uh, I think I think that's that's key there, and, and that that uh. That we'll call observation on his part is, I think, particularly flawed because Dark Horse doesn't have a central, you know, uh, Cree overmind dictating what it does. Dark mm. Horse is basically a clearinghouse for other people. I mean, they uh, they probably are initiating a lot more comics now, but they're still largely a way like they find creators to have on their uh on their titles so you know uh, bprd is put out by dark horse isn't it right mm-hmm. that's going well hellboy still wait is, is hellboy still going no hellboy is still no, going yeah hellboy, hellboy has BPRD. BPRD. limited doesn't it yeah yeah it does uh you know here's here's kind of the thing i mean it, you, they got bprd they got hellboy they've got conan they've got uh, most of the robert e howard stuff uh they've got star wars which is their their big stuff uh, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They're getting ready Buffy. to relaunch Angel. They are doing a lot of work in classic um, reprints. I know the Western comics heroes, uh, Magnus, Solar, uh, they're reprinting Twilight Zone. They're reprinting Boris Karloff's Tales of Horror. They're doing a lot of stuff that isn't necessarily you know, just a month-to-month uh, Star Wars comic. So, I don't know. I would have to take it with a grain of salt. I th- I think that yeah, we all have our biases. I mean, if you ask me about 1993 in comics, I will probably rant for about a day and a half. But I think that you know what we hear, what you're hearing is probably a lot of his personal bias. I don't mm-hmm. think it has a whole lot of chance of being true. I don't think Dark Horse is going to be disappearing off the face of the planet simply because they're Amer- they're the American supplier of domos. Domo. And ironic hipster chicks everywhere are giving them tons and tons of money to wear. Hey, domos. the boy loves the domo. You know, so does the. Yeah, midget. Sam, I don't. I really don't think that uh, uh, Dark Horse is going to go away anytime so soon. My ironic I mean, hipster girlfriend. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, what's okay. that say about my son? So, I knew it. I knew it. Uh, <laughs> your son's an ironic hipster girlfriend. Yes, he's going to be somebody's <laughs> ironic hipster girlfriend. Um, yeah, I, Sam, I don't think you're going to have to worry about anything uh, with Dark Horse going away anytime soon, especially with Dark Horse Presents. You know, the thing that you have to keep in mind, Dark Horse, I know they've let off a lot of people uh, recently, but uh, following 300 and Sin City, uh, they have made some money, not a lot, but they've made some money just in those trade paperback sales. And as the next uh, 300 movie, what's it called, Xerxes or whatever comes out, uh, I think we'll see uh, Dark Horse kind of rebound and, and come up with some other stuff. Star Wars, though, going strong. Xerxes. Yes, I am. Uh, uh, Star Wars is going strong. Buffy is still uh, is still placing in the top 20 whenever those issues come out. So Dark Horse is going to be around for a while. Rodrigo, did you want to add something? Umbrella Academy. Oh, yeah. Nope. All right. Yeah, Sam well, uh, thanks a lot, guys. I pretty much think the same. I love Star Wars when George Lucas isn't around. So, um, <laughs> I have that same problem. I love Batman when it's not about Batman. So. Yeah, uh, Lucas says goiter yeah. gets in the way too often. All right, Sam, we'll take care in Mexico, yeah. and hopefully we will talk with you soon, and thanks for being part of the Major Spoilers experience. Thanks a lot. Bye, con queso, man. Uh, 
Stop it. <laughs> Buy me some cheese. What? Stop Along it, Rodrigo. The cheese? Oh, no. Hold on. Call back uh, whoever you were. I didn't add you correctly into the uh, into the show. So, uh, yeah. There you go. Whoops. Somebody else who blinked Hello? out of existence. Who is this, please? No, no caller. Call back. I know people are calling in because we call keep hearing bloop, 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 Rodrigo, bloop. Rodrigo, go. Uh, hello, major spoilers. Long time uh, member, never listener. Um, <laughs> hey, how's it hey, going, Jason? Steven? Major good, Jason. Through. What's going on? It's going good. Yeah, I was the one you guys dropped. Good I'm thing sorry. I got back. Yeah, yeah. Jason, where are you Drop calling from? No worries. You know, um, I'm calling from uh, Los Angeles, California. Ah, I actually Los called in on one of your last live stream shows. Oh, yeah. When was that? The 100 episodes the, ago or the one from a couple of weeks ago? Oh, you're the one working for... Uh, uh, the, uh, your, your, test, your test a couple of weeks yeah, yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you work for uh, Mahalo Daily. Indeed. Indeed, sir. Hey, see? I was just thinking um, about that today. One, I was cooking some eggs like, and I thought, oh, hey, again? I remember having a phone call. We, we cook eggs a lot here. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, they're, they're full of protein. <laughs> uh, this I just want to good at blowing us off. Oh, <laughs> well, I want to give you guys a big congrats for that 300 episode mark. That's a pretty big accomplishment there. Hey, thank, thank you. you very much. And uh, this seems to be uh, there seems to be like a lot of bat. There was a Batman called in. There was a Red Robin question. Um, uh-huh. I want to throw out a question, you guys. Okay, sort of about Flashpoint. Flashpoint. I haven't read it yet. Yep. If uh, there's a lot of rumors going around online saying that they think that the DC universe uh, may reset again after yeah. Flashpoint, which I hope to God isn't true. I don't there know if you guys was, heard these rumors uh, or not. Yeah, no, no, no. There was something that came out. Bleeding Cool had something on today. Uh, if you look in the recent DC um, solicitations, it looks like August will be the month that a lot of this stuff comes back. Um Mm-hmm. Some of the titles that they're canceling then comes back. It does kind of look like they're pointing towards a reboot. I don't know if it's going to happen. I haven't really paid attention to the solicitations as closely as possible, but I know that some sites have been reporting on uh, a DC Universe reboot, and I'm not sure if this is the best time to do that. Uh, Matthew or Rodrigo, exactly. what do you guys think? I was going to... No, go ahead. Uh, mm. Go ahead, Jason. Oh. My quick question with that was going to be, yeah, do you think it's going to happen? And and also, why do you think DC wants to reboot its universe like every 15 years? Well, back in the day, Mort Weisinger used to have no problem recycling entire plots, entire issues of Superman every two to three years because he felt that his audience turned over every two to three years. Mm-hmm. I think DC reboots every 10 to 12 because... DC is in a, a publishing cycle where I think they really believe that it's a whole new uh, reader base, or at least massively a new reader base. I think that Interesting. My, my main thing is it, from what I can tell, you know, Rich is very uh, acerbic and very kind of, ooh, I know more than you. But it sounds to me less like a relaunch of the whole universe than it is another renumbering scam, which, if that is the case, will annoy me a lot less than rebooting the whole universe. I think that the Age of Flashpocalypse is going... (laughs) Sorry, I I had a flashback there. Ah, see, it's a flash joke. The Age of Flashpocalypse is going to be... to me, successful simply because of the fact that people are going to want to go in and go, hey, I can now buy all of this universe 
and have all of it and not have to worry two years down the line about buying more of it. Like tangent. But I think that like tangent, like the age of apocalypse, <laughs> like Look, uh, the I, age of X, like pretty much all these summer. Every alternate things, universe. That, yeah. See the, I think what's going to happen when they come back into it is they're probably going to do something like they did with one year later. Uh, you know, here's, 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 here's a whole bunch of mysteries and crap. DC for years has been kind of a step behind everything that Marvel has done. And it seems like every time DC does something, everyone says, oh, yeah, I remember when Marvel did that five years ago. This is one of those instances uh, where instead of rebooting the entire universe, DC just needs to take a page from their old playbook and merge it with a, a ploy from Marvel's old playbook. And they need to create an alternate universe. They've they've reintroduced the, the multiverse. Uh, they just need to mm-hmm. take one of those Earths and say, this is Ultimate DC. And we're to rebooting the universe and we're telling all the great Batman stories again in a, a new reader-friendly way, introduce you to all these great guys, but we're going to make it hip and edgier for the new kids. Hey, I really like that idea. This, Isn't that essentially uh, the Earth One graphic novels? Well, yeah, I mean that's kind of what it is, and and you know Earth uh, One really did well for Superman, uh, um, and and uh, and Straczynski doing well on that. Um, you know the Wonder Woman stuff that's going on. Nobody really knows what's going on. Apparently, it'll tie into Flashpoint some way, but. But really, DC just needs to say, okay, we're continuing on with the old crap for the old people, and we're going to serve up a new universe with new crap for the new people. Yeah, because that's been so successful for Marvel. Well, you know, (laughs) Ultimate Universe has done really, really well. It has been very successful. But the Ultimate Universe, less than 10 years later, is a flaming, flooded Hulk. Literally, there's like 19 Hulks, and they have retold and revamped and rebooted to the point where not 20 minutes ago we were complaining that this is now the third iteration of Spider-Man in less than 15 years. I agree. But it's good for 10 years, and and then reboot again. Yeah. Earth 57. And and that's the thing is that it did last pretty much 10 years, and and granted, it should have probably lasted six, Mm. but, you know... But but it didn't. That's the thing is, it was successful. It kept selling. People were like, "Oh wow, a Spider Man at number one." I don't have to know who mm, yeah, I don't know the, the Mysterio is. Um, this book will tell me. Um, and I think that if DC reboots their universe at this point, it'll it's just going to piss off more people than it that than they're gonna get. Because they've done enough reboots and soft reboots that keeping up with their continuity is a problem. I think another part of the problem, too, is that you're just getting this influx of writers. And some writers really like the Silver Age and want to overturn Crisis on Infinite Earths. And some writers started reading after Crisis of Infinite, on Infinite Earths. So they want that back. You know, they want a universe without a multiverse or a DC universe without a multiverse or, you know, any random thing that they liked about it. As continuity. Who knows? F continuity. Yeah. F continuity. We need to bring back those t-shirts into the store. Yeah. I think, I think Steven's idea for the, uh, having the alternate earths be those other issues. And if you care to know about the alternate earths, you can buy those issues. If you don't just stay with yours, I think is good. I think, Matthew, I think you're probably right. I think they are going to try to do the whole numbering scheme on us and be like, oh, it's a whole brand new book yeah. and buy, spend more money. But it's not. You know, it's going to be Flash Volume 13. And it's going to come down to a situation where six months from now, we're going to go back to renumbering and it's going to be Batman number 800. So I think that I'm not worried about 
a, a reboot because quite frankly, they just did one to bring yep. us back to, you know, the original universe post, uh, infinite crisis, final infinite earth crisisnessness. But I think that a renumbering scam to bring in the number one pans and to this day, people still do it. Guys will buy 10, 12 issues. This is a number one. I'm going to buy it as an investment. I'm going to like, well, you better get out of your investment pretty damn quick because it's going to be worth $8 for about a week. I think that as a scam, it will work. People will come back on the titles and they'll relaunch or renumber or revamp them like they've been doing with Fantastic Four off and on for the last 10 years. So, Or every other writer with that book. Yeah, true. Well, uh, thanks a lot, guys. Love these live stream shows. I say keep them going. Uh, right. Happy 300th podcast. And, How are things going? Uh, I'll at, keep listening uh, as long as you guys keep making it. All right, cool. How's oh, everything going at Mahalo uh, yeah. Daily? Same old, same old, man. We just keep pumping out the video content like you guys keep pumping out the uh, podcast content. Excellent. Well, you know, if uh, if you guys ever need to find a, a new thing to invest in, because <laughs> I know that Leo Laporte, hasn't, uh, Leo Laporte hasn't given me a call yet. Bad bastard. No. All right, Jason. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Thanks a lot. You guys too. All right. So, uh, what's your? You know what? I was actually going to ask uh, ask that as a question uh, from uh, Sam. Actually, was a uh, uh, yeah, poll of the week question. I was going to ask is who had the better the better arc continuity stories in them? You know, Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and I thought maybe uh, if you put it up there, I mean, a lot of people might say, well, Marvel has some of the most epic, most um, most memorable big story arcs. Some people might argue DC, but then I was thinking, well, you know, with Star Wars and Dark Horse. That's uh, some pretty big arc stuff right there. Some big, pretty big storytelling right there. So. Oh, yeah. Mm. And it's stuff that's been written by, you know, maybe two people or one person as opposed to 17 different people. Granted, any major crossover usually gets like an architect of some sort. Right, right, right. Mm. Hey, who's this? Uh, this is Jacob Crimen from Michigan. What's going on in Michigan tonight? Uh, being very dark out and rainy. Ypsilanti in the house. It, it was a dark <laughs> and stormy night. Suddenly a shot rang In out. Michigan. So what's going on? You know what I love about Michigan? What's that? Everybody I know from Michigan, when they try to tell you where they live, they hold up their hand and go, okay, it's right here. <laughs> I'm like, so wait, you, you, you live below my second knuckle? <laughs> It freaks me out. Yes, we all, in fact, live below your second knuckle. That's it's kind of very dark. <laughs> when I try to tell people I don't like pull out a cracker and gnaw off a corner and then go, okay, <laughs> see up here. <laughs> so what's going uh, on tonight? I love that joke. Be careful with it. It's an antique. Um, yeah, I wanted to call in and say I'm a longtime caller and a first-time listener. It's uh, very nice to actually be on the show. And uh, you guys make my week every single week. Uh, it's nice knowing you guys. Well, it's, it's glad Thanks. that we, we can provide a little that. happiness into uh, everybody's lives. I mean, really, that's kind of what we want to do. It's not, it's not because we're, uh, I don't know. It's not because we like hearing ourselves talk, but it's because we like sharing information and sharing well, our actually, thoughts with, with uh, the, people yeah, and entertaining. I, I that was part of it too. 
Let's tell no, the Matthew truth, likes Stephen. It. You and I do really like it. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I've, I've, I've got a three-year-old and a one-year, or less than a one-year-old, so uh, they, they get enough of my, my ear. 25 years. 25 years we have known each other. Has it been that, you, it been that long? Yeah, it has. Let's it's, do the math. 1989. Oh, jeez. Oh, man, you guys are really young. I'm 17. Rodrigo, you're old. You're how old? Twenty-two years. How old am I? Yes, Rodrigo's twenty-seven. I'm twenty-eight, actually. You oh, were you birthday. six. Happy birthday! You Thanks. were six when Rodrigo. Rodrigo, you were six when Matthew and I met. Awesome. And you, Michigan, weren't even born yet. <laughs> I cannot claim that. No. Seventeen, man. So you're just uh, yeah. one more year of high school for you, or not? Yeah, junior year. Uh, and then, junior and then year what was okay. Do? Yeah, but uh, I'll echo what Matthew uh, said. Uh, about joining the Air Force. Oh, really? Okay. Nice. Well, thanks for serving. If you do decide to do that, oh. hopefully you will get to uh, see the world, and it will be a rewarding experience for you. I am, in fact, a nerd, so I will not be a pilot. My eyesight is horrible. You know, I have a nerd friend who's an electrician on the flight line at the uh, local Air Force base, and I'll tell you, it doesn't matter if you're a pilot; it's still a pretty good gig, and it's still something we respect if you serve. So, yep, I totally respect. Yeah, that. In fact, it also uh, beats being uh, in bed up your eyeballs. <laughs> when <laughs> when that. I was your age, when I was your age, the Marines uh, tried to do a heavy recruit on me. Uh, but they didn't get me because the day I was going to go and, and talk with the uh, head recruiter and probably sign up, he didn't show up. So I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to sign up and move on with my life. And then the next thing, it was going to be Coast Guard as long as I could fly uh, some helicopters or some airplanes. And they said, nope, your eyesight's too bad. And so away went that option. So, but yeah, if you can get in, uh, if you can do the Air Force and if you, uh, are you wanting to fly or are you wanting to do something tech? Oh, no, I'm probably going to do technical school. Okay, cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, start everything Just remember, from you don't want to let the smoke out the wires, because when the smoke comes out, it lets out all the magic inside. Yeah, when the fire alarm goes off, you, you know you've botched <laughs> something. <laughs> uh, where I come from, the fire alarm means it's time for dinner. Mm-hmm. You have one of those houses too, eh? Yeah, well, it's all right. We, you know, we move on. How about them Huskers, eh? <laughs> oh, um... Oh, it's late. <laughs> I I also had a question for you guys, though. Why okay. haven't you ever done a review of any of the Fable stuff? I have, uh, actually. We've actually, did, we've actually uh, done Fables some reviews. 100. Yeah, and you just did uh, yeah, uh, I, Jack of Fables number 50. Yeah. I know you've done uh, single issues and Jack of Fables, but uh, I'm wondering why oh, you yeah. haven't uh, gone back and done the graphic novels. Trade paperbacks? Because uh, Stephen uh, has it. Where is it on the list, Steve? All right, I don't it's, know. It's uh, uh, next week. Oh, it's next week. Hey, look at that. Number next week. Yeah, sure. I don't have a problem with that. Let's <laughs> chuck it on there. Yep, sure. And, I think uh, it actually is on the list somewhere. It's because it's just... of the, yeah, I think partly it's because of the thing that we have right now where um, we're halfway through the Preacher trades and we're in the midst of the Sandman trades. And, you know, with with a story that the is... Yeah, with a story that is kind of a large overarching thing, I think that we we we're kind of agreeing to review ten trades if we pick up trade one of fables in mm, some yeah. ways. And sometimes we try to get something that's a little quicker and not so much of a social covenant 
to where we've, you know, just agreed to spend six of the next 20 months talking about something. So it's not that we hate it. In fact, I think, it, I think, no, it's actually, it's actually on, it, it's it actually on, on the, the list. list. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's down on the list, but it's on the list. So, I mean, um, you know, I'm a big fan of Bill Willingham, have been for for years and years and years. Uh, I've tried to get him, tried to get our schedules to align to get him on the show. So maybe we will uh, get something to where uh, his schedule and our trade review schedule line up and we can talk some fables in the near future. Yeah, uh, you guys have gotten me into some of the, well, I'm a 17-year-old, so the most I can really do is a, Asked my parents for birthday gifts, and I right. you, I asked for the complete run of uh, Why the Last Man a few years ago. Great mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've been uh, slowly adding up the uh, the fables. I have a deluxe, the first volume deluxe edition signed by Bill Willingham. Oh, cool. That I won off the uh, Vertigo website, which was pretty awesome for me. Nice. Excellent. And I just wanted to say thanks, guys. Uh, you're basically my connection to the outside world because I live in mid Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> could be worse. You could live in Austin, Kansas. Yes. Yeah. I but, wish there had been know, the internet when I was your age. Well, oh, I, I wouldn't be me. Actually. <laughs> What's oh, that? Ouchie. If I go any farther south, I'm, there's a pretty good chance I'm going to get stuck, going to get shot, stopping at a red light. So, oh, okay. Okay. I, th- I think you're a little bit safer there in Kansas. All right. Oh, probably. All right. Well, thank you for calling. Sometimes thank you for being part of the uh, major spoilers experience. Oh, we, it's it's a pleasure and an honor. Thank you. Sir. All right. Have a good night, Matthew. You good for a little while longer? We're just, you know, a couple of dorks, guys. <laughs> we love you guys too, man. <laughs> oh, we love everybody. It's well, and it, you know what I love about the live shows? What's there that? are times, sometimes, where you're sitting here on like a Saturday night, and you're like, "My God, I could, you know, I could write something for the website right now, or I could <laughs> go do something else." Yeah, and you say to yourself. I'm going to write something for the website. And you sit down and you go, okay, I'm going to write something for the website. And then, you know, we have the live shows and people are like, yes, that time that you, you know, didn't go see a movie and you wrote something awesome for the website, that mattered. That did something good. That made me happy. And then you're just kind of like, I'm going to write more stuff for the website. Right. You know, it's good to know that people are actually reading. Yeah. Even if when people don't comment, they still read. Uh Oh, don't even start with that. If they don't comment, it means they don't love me, and I have to open my wrist with a shrimp fork. <laughs> yeah, God, so where everybody are you find you... a shrimp fork. <laughs> I'm married, actually, man. I have all sorts actually, of things. Rod- I have a chafing awesome. ditch. <laughs> actually, Rodrigo, every fork is a shrimp fork to Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I don't know. That joke. wasn't even a fat joke. That was just like what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right, everybody. If you're out there like listening, seven eight five seven two seven nineteen thirty nine is the major spoilers hotline. Rock and roll nurse is a uh, uh, says she was thinking about calling in, but she doesn't want to freak us out. But I think she should call in anyway. Uh, we've got a lot of people Absolutely. that we can still get through. We lost a Bruce Otter earlier this evening. Uh, let's see who else is on the uh, the chat go? line. What's wrong with have. him? He had to go to bed, and he's in Mountain Time Zone, so it's only like ten twenty there. Yeah, but he gets up and he directs uh, 
kids shows at like six. I know he does so. the stupid Sprout Network waffly waffles in the morning or whatever. Hey, it is. First of all, it's not stupid Sprout Network. It's the Sprout no, Network. And the second Sprout of Network. All, <laughs> see, you are all. No, we got a new kid, and I'm just, I'm life. just. No, I. It's just like. Oh, you no, watch I, any of that? I'm just, I'm just dreading the fact that we've got a new kid, and now we're going to have to go through that whole sprout phase again with some of those no, terrible, terrible you're shows. Not, you don't have to do that. You see, I taught my kid. We watched Tom and Jerry, and we watched Legion of Superheroes, and we watched things that Daddy also wanted to watch until she was four or five and had yeah. the ability to walk over and change the channel. I picked what we watched when she was in a bucket. And we watched the things that daddy liked and she learned to love them or, you know, just crying to well, sleep on the, on the plus side. You have I the think power. the fact you that have the control. I think the fact that the boy likes Phineas and Ferb and that he likes, uh, Batman, uh, brave and the bold. And they likes Ben 10, I think will kind of shape this kid and keep him away from the, the noddies and the Berenstein bears of the world. So that is my hope. Uh, have you, Rodrigo, oh, what's the Super Y show? It's a Super Y show that you guys run on PBS. Super Dog! Super Y is a show about reading. It is about, it, it's a really weird show because the characters are fairy tale characters who have superhero alter egos. Yes. Yeah. It's, so this it's guy really named strange. Wyatt, like, uh, this kid named Wyatt turns right. into Wyatt, Super Y. Wyatt. And the princess from right. Princess Wyatt and the Wyatt is the younger into- brother. Yeah, Wyatt is a younger brother of Jack from, yes, from Jack basically of Jack of Fables. He's the younger brother right. of Jack of, and the Beanstalk. Oh. Right. Um, Hold on just a second. And then there's a princess who turns into a princess. Little Red Riding Hood turns into like Wonder Girl. Red. Yeah. Yeah. And then like a one of the three little pigs turns into and he, he's like he's like a Alpha spelling pig. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He turns into Alpha Pig, which I think is by far the best name on the show. But <laughs> now, he, in you fact, know what? does not they, behave like an alpha anything. Everybody has a problem. Every week they come into a new problem, and then they have mm-hmm. to spend 30 minutes figuring out that, oh, maybe I should be nicer, or, oh, maybe I should clean up my room. My son loves mm-hmm. this show. He knows after one it's episode, the- he knew the new Alpha Pig's uh, ABC song. He, he's actually picking mm-hmm. up reading better from the show. I mean, it's a stupid show. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of stupid in, 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 a, in the way that they tell the story. But, I mean, in the way to engage a kid into learning the alphabet and learning to read, it's awesome. Yep. And it's, it's one of those books or one of those, uh, I guess, movie show thingies, television preggy rams, where I look at it and I'm like... Somewhere in a room, there were like 30 people who brainstormed the best way to amalgamate characters that would appeal to all, you know, all socioeconomical, all racial groups, boys, right. girls, everything. Because you have a princess who turns into a super princess. Yep. Yes. That, I mean, that appeals to girls and that appeals to the boys. And then you've got, you know, you've got a pig, which appeals to pigs. And then yes. you've got Red Riding Hood, which appeals to gingers. You know, and really, you can appeal to all humans across the board. You know, it's it's one of those things where they've they've built this gestalt, and even though it feels very calculated in the way they've built it, 
the show comes across a lot more effortless than the amount of work that clearly went into, you know, establishing this and putting it all together and making sure that it's politically correct and, mm-hmm. you know, super educational and also doesn't offend anybody ever. Somebody just called in and I had them on the line and they're waiting for us to finish our segment, our conversation, and they hung you, up you. on us. Guess they're not interested oh, in man. Super Y. Have I'm, have I'm super. Yeah, my wrote gonna... the song. <laughs> I, I wouldn't surprise this me. It's in the story of Jack Sparrow. <laughs> that was an awesome Wait, song this week. <laughs> it was. All right, let's see who we can add on to the show now. Who's this? This is Justin. Hey guys. Hey Justin, what's, what's up, going sir? on? Uh, I'm just calling in. I love your podcast, and I'm listening you. to you live on uh, Ustream. Um, yes. I enjoy the D and D stuff as well. Hey. I got into that just recently. I didn't play any of the other editions, but uh, my first uh, jump into it was 4th edition. So, Mine too. Uh, but you guys do a great podcast. Yeah. Thank you. What do you like Everybody the most? Stuff is hilarious. Um, the major spoiler of the podcast? Uh, Critical Hit I like listening to. I do that every weekend. Um, I'm going to say... I like the reviews. I like the fact that you guys do reviews of independent comics. And I know you guys, you mention it all the time, you know, that uh, you're one of the driving forces behind giving people reading Atomic Robo. I never would have got that book had I not heard about it on your show. Oh, thank you. Um, I don't know if we are one of the driving Atomic forces. I, I don't know. Well, yeah, give uh, me some money. <laughs> I don't know if we were one of the driving forces, but I know that we were one of the early people who jumped on the bandwagon and were like, you got to read this book. And now everybody's like, you got to read this book. So, yeah. And, and being good hipsters now, we don't think it's cool anymore. <laughs> Actually, it's, I was it's still awesome. Back when, <laughs> back when he was still just a test tube. Uh, <laughs> before everybody was into it. And it seems like all, you know, me. Yeah, it, it's well, stuff we, like that. It's uh, the retro reviews are, are fun. I mean, I don't think I've seen. I've gone through a lot of the website, but I don't think anything sparked uh, as much of a debate as that review that Matthew did with the Youngblood comic. Yeah. Uh, I gotta tell you, if you, if you I, I've been collecting comics, uh, I think since the mid '90s, and I'll tell you, I, w- I was there and I was I bought Image Comics in the beginning. I mm-hmm. I had to get that stuff just because it was there. And looking back at it, it's it's awful. And I don't know uh, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking buying that, but I was there. Buying the Brigade, buying the Youngblood, buying Shadowhawk, yeah. the Savage Dragon stuff, and but there wasn't really much else out. That was really pushed on me uh, from the beginning. Yeah. I'm going to tell you an embarrassing secret. Uh, that copy of Youngblood that I reviewed came out of my personal stash. I bought it when uh, Bruce and I lived together in college uh, off the stands in like 1993. or No, actually, Youngblood was before. That was like 91. But I bought the first four issues and the issue zero, and I bought the uh, Youngblood yearbook, the book that it told you all about their weapons and their powers. And I got about halfway through that weapons and powers thing, and I'm like, well, this is kind of stupid. Because all they, they all have super strength and just kind of jump around. And, you know, it, they actually put an, a, an, ex, an explanation into the book for why Rob continually drew Shaft's bow without a bowstring. They actually made a scientific explanation. 
And then he started drawing the thing off and on. So the bowstring comes and goes, you know. So as much as I make fun of those things, it was something that it's kind of like what Dennis Leary said about flare pants. It was the only thing in the stores. You bought what they had. There were no straight pants to be had. In 91, if you weren't reading Image or something influenced by Image, you probably weren't reading comics. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I I, uh, I bought Image because it was there, and uh, it was pretty much my first jump into comics. And, and back in the mid-90s, and I started, I picked up the Valiant comics because they were so popular, and they were mm-hmm. like a collector's thing, and... I went through them, you know, till pretty much the end of that comics, and I followed, uh, I followed it to acclaim and, and stuff like that. And um, but uh, Image was the, my first jump in the comics, and you know, like yeah. I said, I moved to Valiant. Uh, I started buying the, the Crossin stuff when it was when it came oh, out, wow. and uh, I even got a, I even got a, even got copies of uh, Ultraverse comics still here as well. Ultraverse was pretty good. I loved some Ultraverse here and there. The first ten issues of Hardcase are pretty yeah, freaking I got, impressive. I've got Hardcase in there. I've got the Prime comics. I've got mm-hmm. uh, I got Rune in there. Rune was the only one that I can actually remember looking forward to. Rune is actually the one that I never read, although I loved uh, Exiles, uh, Volume 1, the four-issue Exile series, where amazingly, and I need to throw this in my retro review pile, it ended with the characters... Going off to fight the ultimate, you know, bad guy, and it's it's Armageddon, and we're going to go save the day, and they failed, and they all died. The end. That was, I mean, that was groundbreaking to me in in nineteen. And you know, to this day, I can still think back about how weird that was, and you know, thinking about it now, it's pretty anticlimactic and and horrible. It's a story that never been told before for good reason. But it, I remember being really fascinated with that and thinking that, you know, the, the Ultraverse guys were really on to something if they could do something that dark and nihilistic. And then Marvel bought them. And it all went to hell in a handbasket. So you got that going for you. Oh, that's good. I mean, yeah, I'd love to see a retro view of any of the Ultraverse stuff. Um, Ultraverse stuff on the retro review list. I'm writing it down right now. This guy talking up right. Rodrigo's been quiet tonight. I know he mentioned, and it's been, you know, I've been following this podcast for a while now, but he mentioned the site was going to be doing more anime reviews, and I haven't come across anything in a while. Um, I did do a, I did a review of Samurai 7, but that's, uh... Which I I can't find. Oh, look, uh, look under... No, I can find it on your website, but I can't find that in the store. Ah, that's hard to find. I see. Um, yeah, last time I saw it was probably a couple years ago, um, just off in a Hastings or Best Buy or some other media type store, um, just as a box set. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm working, I'm working on other anime stuff, but since I don't get a lot of time and most of them are 37 episodes and on top of that, you know, I'll start watching something and two episodes in, I'll be like, oh, well, this is crap. Um, (laughs) And I don't, personally, I don't, uh, at this point in my life, hate myself enough to get all the way through an anime that I don't like, you know, watch 30-something episodes just so I can do a review on it and and bash it. Although what I have been thinking of doing is doing a review of the first episodes of all the anime that I've watched that I hated. 
<laughs> so maybe I'll just put that together for the show. And it'll be like uh, the Witchblade anime and Blasertierier uh, and uh, a couple other things that are out there. I got respect for an anime whose title is just the same syllable over over and over again. Yeah. So I don't know that I'll uh, I'll that I'll pick on Bobobo all that much. I don't know what was it. Su- Supreme Slut Winter Anime Hero was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah Phoenix. <laughs> well, thank you for can calling I, uh, in. Thank you. I, uh, sure, go ahead. Can I do one? Can I make a request to Matthew for a hero history? Yes. A Moon Knight. Ooh, that's one that I could probably do. I mean. 79 to the present wouldn't be difficult. The hard part is going to be digging up his recent appearances because they've rebooted him about five oh, yeah, times since times. breakfast. But Seems like monthly they yeah. reboot him. I can definitely chuck it in there. We haven't done a Marvel uh, hero history in for a while. I want to say maybe Howard the Duck was the last one. Thunder Agents, was that Marvel? No. <laughs> All right, thank you for calling Sorry, in. Thanks for being just, part of the major spoilers just experience. Me up. That was just such a no. Thank you. Good work. All right, thanks. Have thank a good you. Night. Have a good day, sir. Thank you for calling Flow TV, and have a good evening. Uh, Rodrigo, have you watched? Uh, have you watched Lane? Serial Experiments Lane. No. Have you watched watch Naughty Secret of Blue Water? Uh no. Have you watched um ba, 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 what's the other one that I really like? Also no. Have you <laughs> I haven't watched Ba 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 or Bo 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 Bo. <laughs> what's that one with the girl and the thing and the and Cowboy the, Bebop? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One where, People like, always ask us when we're gonna bring that back. Magic and uh and there are magical things happening and she fights monsters. Sakura too. And sometimes you can kind of see up her skirt. What what is the name of that anime? Um, I think it's called Japan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> La Blue Girl, I think, is the one you said. I don't <laughs> wait. Somebody gave me the first two volumes of La Blue Girl, and I was looking at these, and I'm like, well, this doesn't seem too Bablo. <laughs> it's like literally page two. <laughs> yeah, like okay, they're setting the scene early, and and uh, now we're off and stuff and hokey. I'll, I'll have to share a couple of those uh, animes with you, Rodrigo, next time you come over. Cool. Hey, who's this? What's that one? Uh... Hello, it's from Mario. Hello. Hello. Hey, Hello. how's it going? I'm gonna bet this is a rock and roll nurse. Good evening. It is, it is. I'm in the chat with Natasha. Ooh, it's a lady. <laughs> yes, a lady voice. You're kind of breaking up just a little bit. Voice, so here is. Yep. Sorry about that. I thought that no, that's okay. better than Skyping in. Oh, no, no, that's fine. Uh, see, I, maybe you're just a little too close to the to the headset or something, but that's all right. So what's going on? Well, I wanted to wish you all a very happy 300th um, episode. Thank you. I've been enjoying... Thank you, thank you. I've been enjoying the critical hits and passed over. I think there was some tease episode where you said, if you listen to us here, we'll talk about us on this other episode, this other podcast that we do. And that's oh, right, right. but I haven't gone back yet. 
Excellent. Well, Excellent. where do you live? I'm curious. I'm curious, just for stalking purposes. Where do, where do you live? <laughs> Can't tell from my accent. I'm a New Yorker. Oh, okay. All right. I was I was going to say either that or France. <laughs> <laughs> so you you said that you no, would call in if we talked about children's programming. What is it about children's no. programming? Enough about that. <laughs> oh, okay. I I know I was teasing with you just because you seem to go off subject and you were talking about children's <laughs> programming. Oh, it's so and easy I for us to do that. <laughs> we we do need callers, especially when Steven starts, you know, angering and going off about Naughty. And how oh, much he hates don't get naughty. me started on that crap animation on Naughty. She she just <laughs> said, stop talking about children's programming, and here we are again. <laughs> so what, what, do you uh, well, we can talk about La you... Blue Girl. I think that's a no, 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 no. Oh. So, so what kind of comic books do you read? Do you read comic books, or are you more of a gamer person? Well, I am a gamer person, but I've had a streak of reading comics for many years. I have a poster from my childhood with uh, Wonder Woman on it that I still have framed up. I have to say, I can't abide, I can't believe what's going on right now in the comics. So I, oh. so I stopped that subscription, and I became a reoccurring donor to the Major Spoilers podcast. Yay! <laughs> I thought you'd like that answer. <laughs> but um, I started uh, back in the 80s. I was reading Love and Rockets comics. Mm, um, okay. and, yeah. Could you guys do some, maybe do a review they, of... They, I've got the entire collection sitting here. It is on the list, yep. but it's probably another two or three months away. Closer to the fall. We All should right. do... Well, I mean, we should do the one with the uh, with the weird mechanics stuff where it seems to be maybe in the future only not, and they never explain it, and it just goes away, and it's fine. I love that stuff. That's my favorite part. Yeah, it's good stuff. So that's what got me into it as a as a kid again, and uh, I've been continuing to read independent comics. Although I have to say, thanks to the Atomic Robo review, it really is the best thing that I picked up in the last couple of years. See, Clevenger and Wegner, you guys could have been on the show tonight, but you both yeah. had to go home and do your other lives instead of being around when I was trying to call you. But that's okay. We're allowed. We'll we're going to have a laugh, and we ride, we we still ride and you. draw Atomic Robo. And this is how we talk. <laughs> oh, Wegner and I have do. been trying to, going back and forth the last couple of weeks, trying to get him on the show, and we were going to try to get him on the show tonight, but he's not around. We'll that's get okay. him later. We'll get him later. We'll hunt him down. He really, he really wants to be on the podcast, so we'll get him on the show. So, I'm glad people like Atomic Robo. Hey, I'm glad you like Atomic Robo. I absolutely do. So, and I love the podcast. So, thank you very much and again. Um, happy three hundredth. Thank you. Cheers, kids. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. Okay. Thanks for breaking up the sausage fest. We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, fellas. See you in the evening. Right. Good night. Bye. All right, bye. All right, now we can talk about Naughty again. Oh, <laughs> that Naughty. Naughty. So Naughty is your nemesis, and then we have a when it comes to animation, it really is. Teddy Roosevelt. It really so I think Naughty and Jurgens and time traveling Teddy Roosevelt are now going to do their own anti podcast. I think yeah. Jurgens has heard yeah. you go off on him, Matthew. 
Jergens. It's not that I even hate him. I just like to mock. Because <laughs> there's some Jergens stuff that I love. I love the uh, first run of Booster Gold. Yeah. If he comes and punches me, I'm going to feel bad. You know, like Ethan <laughs> Van Cyber me just right upside the head. Pow! <laughs> Who are you? I'm dead, Jergens. Oh, oh you're stuff. taller than I expected. <laughs> and stronger, you too. you bigger muscles. <laughs> Stop throwing me off a cliff. I give vault. It says, the guys are starting to sound like the MST3K robots. Uh, I should have brought up the MST3K robots. I actually thought about doing that. And then Rodrigo decided to call in this week. So, instead of being here. I think I- that... Curse yeah, you, Lopez. Need, Let me guess. Need. It was an hour long, hour long uh, yep. show tonight. Back pain or something? Did you? At diabetes. So it's our big one. Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, a big episode. Big we uh, because every episode, everything we do, every other episode that we do, we have somebody call in. If it's an episode on back pain, we have at least one person call in and say, "I have diabetes. How does that yeah. affect my back pain?" It does. How does that affect the fact that I was uh, exposed to Agent Orange? That was a good show. Yeah. <laughs> I, for me, I would actually like to watch that because I, I, I find that people don't understand why I find slight humor in diabetes every time I imagine Wilfred Brimley. Mm-hmm. Diabetes. Now you think that's funny? Try that when you when you're teaching your six year old in the hospital after her, her diagnosis. Just say it like that. The nurse is coming in and she's like, "Okay, do you understand?" And she's like, "Diabetes." <laughs> you, yes, you should. Yeah. You should definitely have a fake, like a big fake mutton chop mustache thing for her <laughs> that she puts on whenever she explains to people about diabetes. Yeah, it would be cool. You know, I ran out of vanilla ice cream and I struck my wife. Then I found out <laughs> my wife's been dead for 15 years. Who the oh, hell did I hit? Diabetes. <laughs> oh, you had to be there. Yep. Get I late, think we are just about out of time. We haven't had any callers call in in the last couple of minutes, so that must mean it's time to end the show. Thank you so much for uh, joining us on our 300th episode. I want the episode. sixth doctor back. Put the sixth doctor back. I uh, know. You're going to be Amy Pond for the rest of your life now, Matthew. You say you well, so much enjoy playing a girl online. Doctor. No. No. Hey, yes. what's the difference between, you know, the sixth doctor came with a, um, mm-hmm. with a black uh, Cyberman? Uh-huh. What was up with that? <laughs> What was that from? Uh, the Black Cyberman, I think. I can't remember if that's the Cyber Leader. Oh, really? Um, okay. I know that he did the. He there the now I'm trying to remember what the name of the episode was. Anyway, I think that was either a Cyber Leader or like a uh, like a, a Cyber Brother. Imperial Cyberman. Maybe I'm thinking <laughs> Cyber Brother from another mother. <laughs> yeah. I did get uh, two did of the... Did you just uh, do that? Yes, I uh, did. Yes, yes, I uh, did. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Wait, thank, you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Doctor in the blue tie? Yeah, it did, come, it did come at... No, no, no. Well, let's see. Yeah. Yes, uh, six Doctor blue tie. Six Doctor with a blue tie. Huh, that may be yep. from Earthshock where they killed Adric. Okay. I don't know. 
All right. right. We'll we'll, uh, discuss this, I'm sure, in the future. Thank you again, everybody, for joining us for episode 300. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed putting it together. And for those of you who've joined us on the live stream, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for calling in. If you enjoy this uh, kind of format show, obviously not this long of a show because this is a special episode, um, we can do that in the future. We do have some plans for a live live feed show that has a little bit more video than what we've shown you tonight but uh, somebody said oh, i don't want to look at somebody that's big fat and bald and old so uh, we'll see what we can well do you're pretty much future. hosed across the board with us i know i know tune in next week well, when you're gonna hear matthew say uh what why because we know that you like comics love comics and we do too And we've got to get up to episode 400 really quick. We'll talk to you later. Thank you so much, everybody. Good night. Bad Dick's Ray Vision of Superman. Oh, sing along, everybody. Stand around and redo the covers of the Congress. And although every other game, Two, three, four, right. five. What a major spoiler. <laughs> yeah. What a major spoiler. Yeah. What a major spoiler. Yeah. Think about it, about it, way. Yeah. I was yeah. hoking yeah. green yeah. gray. Yeah. 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 Guess I already told ya What a major what spoiler a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah 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 What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Final lyric Singing Matthew Might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the heart cold To follow an entire storyline But would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Being shot up in a funny In the middle of With a king sign throwing soldier What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah 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 what a major spoiler! Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what a major spoiler! <laughs> major spoilers is copyright 2011.